pull up as long as you can, I'll just pull up all of them, just like that. Bada boom. We know what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, now that Bobby's at the wheel. I don't need you anymore. I'm a one man podcast, just talking to myself that nobody listens to. He's just gonna have a podcast called Secrets. (laughs) (laughs) It's just you telling your fucking deepest, darkest secrets down here alone, drunk and sad. Listen, that's that's how we end one year. We're just like, hey, and Alex is out of here. Yeah, this (laughs) this has been fun. All right, guys. Why everybody's leaving? God damn it! Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Well, we got three different. Audio tracks on this one. That's fantastic. That's Dude. as many drinks as Jake has in front of him. That's fucking. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So Jake, fuck Mary, kill. Yeah, my drinks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would marry coffee. I would fuck. That's the call. Oh god. I would Beer's f- a good fuck. But it's water, coffee, and beer. Like I don't know the answer. Oh yikes! You yeah, can't wa- kill. You can't water. kill water. I know. I got. I know. Unless you could like. No, just very low ABV beer. If I had to for the rest of my life, I would take coffee over beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. No, 100%. I would not. That's absolutely wouldn't. Not yeah. a chance. No, I just started drinking coffee like six years ago. Fuck coffee. Yeah, and I'll drink. <laughs> it's fucking gross. Coffee stouts. <laughs> No. Nope. Yeah, I'll drink beer with coffee. Uh, oh. Just stats. Okay. Now. Also okay. That's still okay. <laughs> sure. Yep. <laughs> it's sometimes when people post that picture, they're like, pick one, and I'm like, that one. Obviously. Yeah. Who needs like, caffeine question? when you have an amphetamine? Who put cotton candy there? Like, I don't know, dude. I just am fucking addicted to coffee, and I know that. But Did you, at this point of drinking this level of coffee, do you ever get um, the jitters from having too much? Uh, no. I was gonna say, I feel like no, it, it'd be impossible. Like once you're so deep. You're just like, yeah, this is just how so I feel. Does it, it brings go, me back does, to Does it level. go the other way? Like, how are you Am functioning I without it? Like, let's say on schedule, yeah. you miss. How are you six hours from that? I can guarantee I'm fucking a piece of shit. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like the way your face paused, you better admit. I know for sure. There's like, there's mornings when I'm like getting going, and it's the weekend, and I'm like, um, you know, what would make me go a little bit better, caffeine, and I know it. So. Are you talking about going as in like taking shit? No, I'm pretty regular on that. Uh, the caffeine yeah, helps. Yeah. No, well, I'd be shitting my pants all day if it <laughs> caffeine helped. <laughs> I think it's uh, just like any sort of like uh, diuretic, right? Like when if you drink like on football Sundays on the weekend, like you get the beer shits. But if that is your daily, like is it our industry? That kind of goes away. Well, it just kind of turns into what you call shits now. Like, well, yeah, but it's also like a, a much less severe version of that too. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I I take a supplement. Like, I take psyllium husk, which is like a, just like a natural kind of like metamucil kind of thing. Like a fiber. Yeah, it's it, just teaspoon with my pre workout before the bike ride. It's super easy routine. Um, and then also I'm not just like blasting out every toilet I sit on. So wait, do we start or are we just, oh, we're going, <laughs> Oh hell yeah. We're going. I baby. love this. Oh, Welcome. Shit. And, well, since we're going, actually, I, I brought something for the occasion. I wanted, I really Ooh. wanted to have you on again, obviously. Oh, thanks. And I really wanted to send you out with a bang. So, um, <laughs> you brought me water. soda water. Oh no, no, no. That's fine. Oh. Um, <laughs> like, fuck you. You ain't get this. Oh wow. Oh, yes. Yeah. We'll fuck that up, dude. Yeah. We're going to drink this. So uh, oh, for, for the listener, audio listener, mm. that's you a can- 2014 Parabola from Barca Water. You hear that? <laughs> that's the box. Um, <laughs> ASMR, baby. I was, I, it was between that or the 2014 double DBA, but I mean, we can drink that on Monday um, if you so desire. Ooh, 
Yes, sir. A little tight little box there. Yeah, I also I just I, I like I like to get this out of the way. I don't mean to uh, interrupt, but like if we don't start these things kind of at the beginning, yeah. mm-hmm. it, it gets messy. So <laughs> it's industry secrets. Secrets. Uh, yeah, you actually have to fold it out. It's very like yeah, it is tight. It's yeah, that one. Yeah, real tight. It, it's kind of like a diaphragm. What fancy <clears throat> boxing? I wonder if these are. Um, I wonder if Firestone. They stopped doing this now. Has a, yeah, it's a like a boxing team or oh, a no, machine? No, they stopped this shit a long time ago. Oh, okay. This was this had to be done by hand. The way they discontinued it, like they just do it in like twelve ounce bottles now. Yeah, and like four pack. Bombers carriers. are dead. Oh yeah, dude. I am so glad because uh, we were kind of looking at with Grand Canyon continuing bombers like another two years, and we just we made a hard choice of like just available inventory versus like what we can realistically like push for resources to sell it and just made the call and converted to 19 twos and i have not looked fucking back when you look at the uh like the bomber they're equivalent right a bomber and a 19.2 that's 22 ounces 22 versus 19.2 i should know this 19.2 is an imperial pint that's what they say it's like 20 ounces so the uh but if you are drinking a bomber it's most likely a wild ass barrel aged beer, uh, only because you can't find this parabola is open it with the back of a knife, right? Listen, uh, you I just can't find new barrel aged beer and bombers because nobody's bombering beer anymore. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. It's oh, like drinking. So you know it's vintage as soon as you see it. You're like, is that new? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, it's not new. Ab- look what absolutely. we happen to have. <laughs> oh, look, look at that. You know you work in the beer industry, Bobby, when you have three-ounce plastic tasting cups. Just I used to have them. like a thousand of them sitting around at any given time. <laughs> I love how it's just like printed out sales report, <laughs> sample cups, laptop, yeah. beer out, <laughs> pit vipers, <coughs> the important well, stuff. Well, I do want to say before we get into this bottle, thank you guys so much for you having me back. Oh, of course. We've yeah. been wanting to have you back for a minute. You and, did, uh, this is uh, the, the third time's a charm. Oh yeah, you've been on three times now. This well, this will be three. three. Yeah. is this three? This is three. Yeah. Must have blacked well, out. No. Solo, John C. Now solo, solo. you got interviewed. Oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 that doesn't count. I mean, you're you're putting us to the. I mean, that was a great episode. That was fun. That was a great episode. I uh, said no it doubt. counts. He was yeah. here. No, no, but it, not for like us opening up on him, right? Like we're opening you up. Oh, I mean, Shh. depends on how far in this parabola we. You get. could have the whole bottle. Yeah, thanks. That's very nice. <laughs> Put some beads in them earlier. So you look so you look so handsome and suave with your short oh, hair. Oh yeah, I know. Since the last time I was here, I got a fucking haircut. Yeah, like a damn. I dig it. Thanks. Me too, dude. I dig it's it. Really like nice. Like a got. What, oh. what do they call? Oh, like yuppie. A fucking like a, square. Like a yuppie. Yeah, yeah, that's no. what they used to say in the nineties, right? Um, I gave up this time. Normally, it's like a three-year, grow it out for three years, cut it off, donate it, do the same thing, rinse and repeat. But mm-hmm. this year, it got real fucking hot, and I got real tired. And of it wasn't long enough to donate. No, so, yeah, I would have had to like bummer. skull it, like I would yeah. have had to oh, buzz it all cool, off. Yeah. So, is the donating like a means to an end, and the process is just because you hate yourself, or like how does it work? Yeah, every process in my life is because I hate myself. <laughs> Well, I mean, yes, of course. Um, well, no, I just... You know what's crazy with that laugh? Um, it registers on all three mics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's good. Surround sound, dude. <laughs> You're just encompassed by it. Listen. Uh, um, no, I like... Um, so I used to... I've had many different hairstyles in my day. Long hair is nice because it's easy for a while, right? You can just put it up in a ponytail or uh, not fucking comb it, and then it becomes dreadlocks, and then you have dreadlocks for a while, but... 
it's just one of those yeah, that things. Sounds easy. Yeah, I've been blessed with this cool head of hair that I've always gotten compliments on my whole life. Your hair is rad. Yeah, you got wild hair. Yeah, no, and I thought like ladies of all ages have told me that they would kill for hair that I have. So I feel like at the same time, like if I can grow it, grow it, but I don't give a fuck about it really. So mm-hmm. Fair. to me, it's, it's like just hair men. to somebody else. It's the world. So donating it and having wigs made out of it for like wigs for kids. Shout out. You guys do good work out there. Um, yeah. It's just something that I can do. And maybe one day my goal is to grow it out, make a wig for myself. And so when I'm like 80 years old, I can wear it. <laughs> And then people be like, holy shit, is that your real hair? I'll be like, yeah. I almost spit me on this mic. <laughs> From 30 years ago. But yeah, it's my real hair. I was just thinking, oh grow God. it out, no. have a wig, and wear it on top of your hair. <laughs> <laughs> just a fucking McDouble of hair. Get out of here. I mean, that's what I was also thinking. So. Uh, I mean, to, be, to be fair. I, no. um, your hair is actually um, one of my handful of introductions to you. Um, I've obviously uh, known you a while, but... Um, is funny because the first time I came across uh, your Facebook profile at the time. Oh God, I can only imagine what picture it was. It was you just jamming on a guitar. Oh, in the banana shirt. Yeah, yeah. just hair flowing, just vibing. Yeah. Like, I fell in love with you in that moment. I was like, Oh my God, he's look at him. He's so chill. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, that he's was way great, cooler than me. No, that that was a I was great like, Holy picture. Shit. Oh, dude, I mean. You, you can go a whole lifetime and not get a picture of that fucking right yeah, yeah. like, I felt like a million bucks. Tink, tink. Cheers. That's 2014 Parabola. Or Parabola. Um, is it on tonight? <laughs> Jacqueline's going to be your ass. I know, it. she will. <laughs> they only made 3,500 cases Ooh, of this. That actually did not oxidize. No, it's 14%. That's pretty fucking chill. Well, there, there was... Um, I, I, I'm not the beer nerd I used to be, but there was uh, an era where a lot of like barrel aged beer was trying to get cranked out too fast. It was like post Goose Island purchase, mm. and then like sometime after that, but not too recently now, but somewhere in the middle, um, where like a lot of barrel aged beer from like Lost Abbey, Firestone Walker, like all the fucking boys was like like hit or miss oxidization like in the aging process because like there was some you know just maybe lack of care in the the process where like, you know, you're doing like back to back bottling day. So like bottling run one goes great. The second one, these guys are fucking tired, want to go home. So, you know, whatever the fucking case. Um, but it was not this year. This is, Uh, this is really good. It's got a really bitter roasty finish, which I'm actually kind of into. It might not be for everybody, but, um, the, the initial like sweetness and the way the the barrel is uh, kind of attenuated over time is yeah this is tight the one thing i don't understand and i don't know so firestone walker adam firestone david yes. walker yes sir matt brindelson they use yeah. their last names to come up with the name of their brewery yeah but that guy's <laughs> that not that guy's not <laughs> that guy's not in it there's three names on this bottom only adam and david are named after who's the, the other brewery. guy matt brindelson yeah fuck that guy yeah, yeah. yeah. i think that's what those two guys well, are like he's their fuck mad he's their master blender Oh, oh, Master Blender. Blend, they're uh, Master Blender. Master Blender. No, that's fucking really nice. Yeah, so like, he's their Blender guy. This is on a Pilsner pair as well stuff. with this parabola. Again, I'm not sure. I like it. Yeah, it's good beer. Thanks. Um, that's one thing that we talked about early on in beer was our love for Firestone Walker beers. Yeah, I'm a I'm a, I'm a fan for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just sucks that like uh, all your heroes keep selling out. Uh, fucking Greg Cook. Keep it coming. Greg Cook. 
So I can show? never. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can never hate on somebody for selling out. Not a, yeah. Listen, uh, I can be critical of you if you can. literally post a YouTube video about why you'll never sell out in the height of all the biggest beer sellouts of all time, and then you literally betray every fucking moral compass you've set for your brand and died on every hill on. I feel I can be critical of your bullshit. Yeah, and that's not just the person selling out. That's the hypocrisy of said person. And that that out. that's you know. Uh, my trigger. Uh, I just don't like hypocrites, dude. I, yeah, I've, uh, you know, again, I, I try to walk my line and I try to be, uh, held accountable. I, I feel held accountable for all my actions because like, I'm just some giant dipshit. Like who doesn't want to catch me fucking slipping? So I just want everyone to walk their line. Like if you say you're not going to fucking do something and if you're going to walk it back, walk it back, just say it. Like when we made a hazy at grand Canyon, I fucking said it. Then I was like, my, <laughs> embarrassing right like here we are but like again i didn't try to pretend like oh no it's this higher moral it's just bullshit like and again like you can sell and i'm happy for you to like if if set the way for me and i love your beers i'll probably Mm. still keep drinking stone in fact i did this week um but i'm still gonna call it your bullshit because it sucks like it sucks that your heroes were dudes who were like never give up and they've all sold to fucking mega corporations like every single one of the people i used to look up to minus Shout out Eric Wallace at left hand. Um, the last fucking holdout of dudes I respect. You I will say, I mean? for that kind of money, call me a hypocrite. I was going to say, if they're Socrates, like, I'm hypocrites. Yeah, like, like <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just so much money, and they've been doing it for so long, and they probably were younger and more inspired and had more energy to say that in that time they had zero expectation to sell out. And then you get older, and then you're like, this is kind of wearing me down and i built up such such a successful thing and i need to step away but how do i just step away and like have a rest of my life's money go with well, not being an operator don't sell your you- company to the people trying to put all your peers out of fucking business yeah usually is kind of like the cordial thing you don't and do. it's just and the big thing too is like what are end goals a and b regardless of what those are you can't be untrue to yourself so if you are somebody who yeah, our mindsets do change over the years, and maybe something that you got into when you were in your early 20s is different than your priorities in your 30s. But as long as you're living that truthfully, then that's cool. But it's the points where you're like telling the entire world, you know, small business, local, this, 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 and then you turn around and do that. I get the, I get the criticism. Like, I can't. It's just weird to that. build on the back of like local and all this stuff and then to like literally like walk away from it and then just be like and I don't know if I'm more upset at just that or the fact that people after like a month are just like, Yeah, who cares? And it's like, mm. well, I mean, literally the money you're spending in Tempe doesn't stay here anymore. So like that is important to a degree. Yeah. At least to me, right? Like some people want to be fucking Elon Musk. I don't want to be some fucking cuck billionaire looking like fucking weird Steve Rogers on the fucking internet. Or a penguin. I just want to be a dude who takes care of my fucking... Billionaire good, though. (laughs) But all the words before it. You have more in common with that dude masturbating across the yard um, from your house than you do with Elon Musk. Being a billionaire, you have to be bathed in blood and morally compromised. I don't care enough about money to do any of that. I live a comfortable life. I want to be involved in my community. You could hand me all the money. Like people are like, how much money to suck a dick? None. (laughs) I don't want to suck a dick. I'm not, I don't give a fuck about money. I've, I've, 
I'm what you call old poor. Let me ask I've you. I've never <laughs> really had it, so I don't fucking care about it. All right, I love old that. Old poor. Old poor. Yeah. Like, That'd be like a nice old style beer. Every yeah, day, like every day you hams. see me, every day you see me, every person listening to this is the richest I've ever been. Fact. It has literally been my entire career since I've come aboard with Grand Canyon. Every day you see me is the richest I've ever been. When you see that. me tomorrow, I'll have more money than I've ever had in my life before because I just spent less today. Yeah. It's not always true. Sometimes I'm a little poor. But <laughs> sometimes like, Because like, sometimes you got to buy a roof. Sometimes you got to like <laughs> lay, lay rock in your yard. But like... There's a new Star Wars lightsaber <laughs> out or something. <laughs> there, I've learned that... I really wish Drew was here to say nerd. <laughs> fucking nerd! I don't... Stuff doesn't bring me happiness. I really like... Again, this... Like, this right here with Bobby means more to me than anything. And the guests we have on, like, you know, you know I love you, dude. I love you, too. Yeah, like, this is what matters to me. Like, yeah. I am going to do a thousand of these. And if you say, like, you'll never have more than a $100,000 cool i don't i just don't care you know what um to be honest with you alex you talking about this right now has really made me realize that i need to have a better work-life balance and i'm gonna fucking quit the beer industry <laughs> right now i'm doing it right, right. now oh you, my god you, is, you it, is this an industry yeah. secret do you, think you, do you think you're serious about quitting though 100 do we need a i'm sending a text message right now to my boss let's see well i want to see it happen. i know it's supposed to hiss we were supposed to have a sound <clears> right there, but, but uh yeah, I, you know, I don't believe you're going to do it, and I think you should prove it to me. I'm going to do it right now. I'll actually put you in the group chat as well. Okay. Yeah. I'm right. sending my direct supervisor <laughs> is getting a memo because you know what? It's not all about the money. It's Alex. not all about the money. It's, it's not. not. It's some, about more than that, about what we're passionate about, mm-hmm. how we engage the community around us. What do you think you're going to do next if you are quitting right I, now? Uh, no, I actually, that's a great question. Um I think what I'm going to do is go back to one of my passions that I've had and go be a farmer. Yeah. I'm going to be a, per, a supplier still. Is it your education? Oh, my God. Not I, just, I just got a text from Jake oh, and sure. his direct supervisor oh, saying I, I quit. Oh, oh hey. That, <laughs> rude. <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah. Uh, that is... That's, a text from yeah. Jake oh, Johnston. Well, well, you know what, Jake? Mm-hmm. Including me if, to if, Alex's direct supervisor. If you're going to go pursue a passion. Yep. I'm happy for you, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate you that. You'll get that. Yeah, dude. It's uh, But also, I'm going to need you to find your replacement. And turn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm um, working on it. Just so, right yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's really one of the biggest reasons we wanted Jin on today. Um, oh. Kind of drop the bomb. Let us, you know, pick oh, your brain yeah, on all of the... Of course. Yeah. To everybody listening in the beer industry and the service and food and beverage Fuck industry. You. Thanks for the great Suck time. A dick. No, I love I had fun, dude. Like even like making the decision to leave the beer industry is not an easy decision by any means. Yeah, it's something so I am passionate about for sure. I'm clearly um, incapable of doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you bl- bathed in blood, dude. You got that old money. You got that old poor. <laughs> that old poor money. <laughs> it's super good. No, it's just um Something I've come to realize is as we get older and older, like I had passions and dreams and aspirations before working in the beer industry. Mm-hmm. Actually, I got into the beer industry when I went back to college to get my degree and bartending and working in um, food and beverage works hand in hand with what's that degree you got? My degree is in sustainable agriculture. Oh, so that's definitely something that, that, that it's shortened for sus ag. Sus ag, dude. <laughs> sus, <laughs> sus ag is fuck, bro. <laughs> How are those tomatoes so big? 
how you get them so red? But yeah. some juicy tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Sir, could you stop gripping my tomatoes? <laughs> <laughs> that is inappropriate. Those are some good cherry tomatoes. Um, no, yeah, it's uh, something I've been fifth, passionate Sorry, about. do you need a fifth drink? It looked like you needed a fifth drink. I have four now. Yes. One really tiny one. I'm doing good. Okay, you just like looked like it all you needed a fifth incrementing one. sizes going down. <laughs> yeah. It looks like we, it, the missing link, the missing drink. We yeah, a 12 ounce can. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Give him a sorry, warm uh, Grand Canyon IPA. <laughs> yeah. Listen, sir, I'm going to have to take that shit out of here. You've had it warm too long. Uh, uh, yeah, there. dude, it's yeah, coated. It's gotta, it's gotta you could have drank here. it. Yeah. Well, it's warm every time I show up. I know. So. <laughs> I tossed the amber because uh, there's something going on with it. Yeah, it's good. Good call. Yeah. Appreciate that. But no, congrats on uh, on quitting, dude. Yeah, thanks. It's like, terrifying. I, yeah. It's great. I'm super stoked, but it's terrifying. I'm yeah. glad you hate it. I, I think <laughs> I, I get. I think I get. more people should be congratulated when they quit a job. Right? Oh, I'm a huge. You're typically fan. moving on to something. I, I feel that better. was my energy when, like, yep. uh, obviously we talked about this before. I feel yeah. that was my energy. Like, I'm except John Buford. Yeah. Fuck yourself. Um, I want to see everyone else come up in this industry, right? Like, so. Um, I'm always happy when, especially because, like, you have an education in it. We've talked about this before. The mm-hmm. fact that you're still here, I gave you shit about that back when we were both at downtown together. Yeah. What kept and you so long? Here? In the beer industry. In the beer industry? Um, a few things. Like, I, I really do enjoy the community and the companionship, right, with uh, not only reps in the industry, but everybody in the industry from front of house to back of house to um, suppliers, distributors. Everyone, like, for the most part is are good people right and you suss out the ones that aren't but um that mixed with like to be honest most of my career before getting a degree is all uh maximize income right yeah. so definitely going from the bar side to the sales side was fairly linear right like um different type of security and mm-hmm. funds and stuff like that like you can make a lot of money behind a bar you do have to work yeah. a lot yeah. it's a different type of work um but a big thing was is Emily, my wife, um, has been working at Steadfast Farms now for a year. Those of you that don't know, Steadfast Farms is an awesome small-scale intensive agricultural operation Mm -hmm. out of Mesa off of uh, Ellsworth and Bray in the East Park neighborhood. Eric Schultz and his wife um, are the owner-operators, and they have a crew of um, a farm manager, four farmhands, and they go about three-quarters of an acre of intensive agriculture and doing great things. Um, they supply the farmers markets. They also supply a ton of restaurants like Wilderness, like F and B, Worth Takeaway. A lot of people who are into locally produced, high nutrient uh, foods are looking at right. what they're doing. And so, when Emily was going to get out of food and beverage herself, um, the decision we decided to make was: I have no problem staying in what we're doing to support those mm-hmm. incomes. You know, not that she doesn't make money. It's just it's different working in the industry versus working uh, on a farm for would, sure. Would they you call it 70 cents on the dollar different? <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Are you coming in at a higher it's salary? It's more like a 50 cents to the fucking dollar. <laughs> Are you coming in at higher money from the get? Me? Yeah. In there than what she has? Yeah. No, I'll make... It would be hilarious. Yeah, I mean, oh, in God. the worst way possible, yeah, obviously. No, but that like, would be awesome. Listen, Jake, I get it's your first year. We pay the middle yeah. around here. Yeah. What? No, <laughs> like what? No, we'll both be making about the same. Um, she has the now the experience of working on the farm for a year, which is right. definitely good experience to have coming in for year two. I have a lot of the 
um, theory application in a school setting, right? Fucking so, nerd! Yeah, straight up. <laughs> um, lifetime learner, baby. <laughs> that's why I took kindergarten twice. Well, you're going to be able to so like, start fucking Never end reading daily. Yeah. No, I don't read. I, I read a lot, actually. I read it. You're going to be able to start uh, fucking your coworker. Oh, hell yeah. What's his name? Alex? Or yeah. Ryan? <laughs> Wait, Eric? Eric? Uh, yeah. Some that's, of me. It'll be the second time I'm doing that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that how you guys met? That's how I'm landing <laughs> together. Hell yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Perfection. So you hit us with this question last time, and I'm going to hit it with you now. Is, uh, I love it. So it's, it's fuck, Mary kill. Nice. But it's farming, beer sales, bartending. Oh. Oh, that's dirty. Uh, Mary farm. Obviously. That makes sense. Yeah. The, Fuck bartending, kill okay. beer sales. Oh. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, I guess you did. That makes sense. <laughs> I mean, it, that's literally how yeah. I expect He's like, I'll return to bartending long yeah. before I return to beer sales. Um, well, I'm just banging bartending because it pays so well. <laughs> well you gotta think, like, and, and in, what's really great about being able to, like, slide behind a bar, be comfortable with that interaction of, like, taking cash from someone like immediately if they don't mm. want to start having like there is like a whole language behind the bar that once you learn that language just like the language of business you can slide back into that pretty easily with anyone like dude bartending is a real you, you can't you like, can't just like go like slide into maya but like there's a bar in town that will fucking hire you bro. anywhere like, in yeah. any town for yeah. 25 to 32 hours a week yeah. you can make what people are work making working 50, 50, yep, yeah. 50 hours, hours, hours a week, yeah, right? Easily. Um, yeah, the, the, the life and the hours aren't great. It comes with alcoholism for sure. It's like, every night, every weekend, yeah. every holiday. Um, well, for me, like bar. So the sales thing was very similar for me to the bartending thing. So not only did I try to get into bartending when I went back to school because I can work part time, make full time money. But it's a skill set that I didn't know, and it's a trade, to be honest with you, that I would like to know. Because now, since I bartended both beer side and cocktail side, I feel capable enough walking into most restaurants and bars and being proficient behind the sticks. So that's a skill set that I was able to train and learn for two and a half years. Same thing with moving into the sales, right? It wasn't necessarily when I was asked to move to sales for 12 West. It wasn't, let me jump on that. It was a position where I was asked. Um, if that was something I would be interested in, and my response at the time was, well, if you think I'll be effective in it, then yes, because I am a brand man in the sense like I care for what we do at 12 West and the brand and the vision and everything moving forward, even though I may not be with it anymore, I still yeah. have a vested interest in it. Um, so the sales was just another... Well, as you're an employee dude. too, right? Like the, the idea is like, I'm willing to do more than just this one role for you because if I can do something else that's and make this company even more successful even if you're looking so like fine-tuned to make to figure out how you did that selfishly Mm. um because you're like yes i'll jump into this new role and do this new job that just needs to be done for the company because i'm doing this for the company but if the company's more successful and i'm doing this role i could potentially make more money doing this for this company right like you could pick a part that you're doing it self selfishly everything selfish um, in that like heady aspect but it's the same thing with like bartending like how many times i was behind the bar people asking if i'm the owner and it's like no, or manager, right? Or yeah. like vested partner, or whatever the hell they phrased it as. But it's I'll operate that way because, yes, mm-hmm. to your point, I know that if more people come into this building, if they want to come see me, if they want to come into the vibe of the whole spot, I'm inevitably going to make more money too. Yeah. Like it's just 
trickle down will come up. Just kidding. I couldn't say that. I couldn't even say that with I a straight face. Like <laughs> but yeah, the sales, the sales, the big thing for me is again, um, in my past career, I don't think, I don't know if I've talked about my entire career before on the podcast, but I've done a lot of sales in my past and I made a lot of money not having a college degree out of high school. Selling the microgreens? Well, no. Yeah, not yet. A street hustle, bro. Yeah. Yo, I got these sunflower greens. Um, but Try no, to make a kale salad? Knowing sales in my background, learning beer through just personal passion and then as well being a career later in life, um, I figured giving beer sales a try would be interesting and then also will train me for what sales are on a farm yeah absolutely when i have my own and i have to go prop and it's residual sales accounts right and, it's residual yep, sales it's the same thing right so uh, now i know what it takes and to be honest i also know why i got out of sales like i know that hasn't been my career before this position for a long time and it reaffirmed why i did you know yeah um so you went to school for this you you haven't done you haven't been a farmhand or a farmer no professionally yet no uh but you've got a lot of information and knowledge about it yeah as much as a fucking schmuck can learn uh, yeah yeah, uh, yeah. So what's up with this strawberry salmonella thing like how does strawberries get salmonella well they fuck raw chicken like i there's like this whole recall on strawberries well because of salmonella but i don't get how it's dudes eating salmon roe over mm-hmm. strawberry fields mm-hmm yeah, salmon just roe? Salmon roe. Sal- salmonella. What the fuck is happening? Right so, <laughs> two, two different how does this happen, though? So roe is what, or fish eggs are generally referred to. In, oh, okay. And so salmon roe, which salmon. is very common to eat uh, more than you'd think. Um, there's a, a lot of different things happening. So that was just a reference I had made. And then, obviously, uh, salmonella is... Uh, I actually don't know how that. I I also want to know the answer here because like yeah, spinach, that's why I asked spinach, the only guy spinach, I know that's going into farms. Oh, I, I don't know. I spinach wish I knew. gets it sometimes or whatever. Yeah, like the salmonellas and a tomato like got the Ebola or whatever. I'm wow, just trying to go full crash on this one. Um, but no, Did you I just Google I, it. I'm working I guess on I could have. Yeah, I guess I could have just fucking Googled yeah. it. Hey, but uh, it was it was hard hitting questions. I was waiting. No, I don't know. I don't fuck with that, so I don't know how they... Well, what if you're them. making microgreens that have that salmonella? salmonella in them? I don't think it's possible. Well, but. S- salmonella is a specific bacteria that is most commonly generated in like poultry and stuff like that, but it has specific conditions that I think vegetables can meet at high thresholds. I just... And I remember when the spinach thing happened in Mexico, that was because people yeah. were shitting in the fucking fields and yeah. like defecating. And so just not sanitary conditions in the fields. But I could imagine if you're not using the best of like broken down compost that has shit and that sort of thing and it just mm-hmm. has to do i think with actual app practice of cultivating crops but i couldn't tell oh my you Lord. like the scientific side of how okay. that occurs I, I, I didn't know if it was just like a major um i will tell you that warehousing it, thing that had to do with just like cross contam purely cross contamination or if it happened because of like how it was farmed i think grown yeah it's i think it has to do with just bacteria, whether it be in the soil or what you're putting okay. on the plants or things like that, that would have that sort of um, bacteria in it. I don't think through like your storing or transportation process. That's something that you so, find. Uh, I just did a whole like education thing on the history of the FDA that was like six hours long. Uh, <laughs> it, they are definitely the Anakin Skywalker of America. Um, <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> it means that they're absolutely necessary. And when they first were created, it was an absolute 
force for good. Mm-hmm. And now they're owned by corporations so and okay. work Sold. for money. Okay. Uh, how, uh, ever, that said, the FDA only exists because left to food producers, they will cut corners at any means necessary to reduce costs that the free market cannot allow food producers to not be regulated. Yeah. All of human mass food production history, uh, without exception, is proof of this, especially in America. So I, I wouldn't doubt that like it's you know, it like using fertilizer that's a little dicey or like whatever. Well, wasn't the 80s um, deli, or not deli, um, like butcheries, right? Like, like meat plants. That was like, like this huge thing. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> It's super fucking gross. They're just like throwing cow legs in there and they're like, well, that's well, all not, oh, yeah, not, not, not even that. Like, there was like no process. Like, they were basically like cutting pus and blood together all the time and it was always getting mixed up and there was like no process for it. And like, there was just no oversight. And what they had is they had, it was called, um, it was called like the, oh, the Beef Trust. It was all these fucking dudes with a ton of fucking money who were like controlling fucking Congress. Mm. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um, and Teddy Roosevelt, what a fucking G, like, problematic in his own right, but, like, constantly just like, this is wrong. Fuck this. Yeah. And, you know, him championing the FDA is the only reason it ever got started in the first place. But also with the Beef Trust, um, beef trust. people were constantly like getting it. sick. And I've talked about this before with, like, mom and pop stores and, like, Yes, improper refrigeration is a huge part of, like, why people used to get sick at diners. But also, like, the quality of food. Like, there were coffee that wasn't coffee. There was honey that were... They they would literally just Mm -hmm. make all of your honey, like, fructose corn syrup. And they would literally make wax fake honeycombs to put in there to make you think you were eating real honey. Like... The effort kind of crazy. No, it kind of still exists if you look at like a lot of the processed foods and the different well, bullshit. That the we the have. baby formula shit. Not now, not this crisis, but like what five, eight years ago. Like there was all that like children getting sick on like specific baby mm-hmm. formula that was like cut weird. Like everyone, like listen. I'd like to think there's a Pablo Escobar version of a baby. Capitalism and he's just, like, is chopping up formula and snorting it. Baby life, and he's like, <laughs> we gotta cut the formula, make more profit. Capitalism is a is a fine system in its own right, but like the. the People that say, like, the market will solve all of its problems. Bullshit. The way food has been sold to humans since we learned to preserve it, and that's its own whole backstory, uh, and invented in France, oddly enough, but um, that has always been a reduced cost, feed people bullshit. The only only reason, there's a book called The Jungle, and it's wild, I've read it, Um, and there's two versions of it. One that was like the first one they put out and they're like, no, the American people really need to know what's going on with their food. And it was because of that book, the panic, Teddy Roosevelt, that the FDA was basically like, Americans do not know what they're buying when they go to the grocery store. They think that's bacon. It's not. They think that's coffee. It's not. Yes. Nothing that you buy is what you think it is. And so you ever seen that uh, just Instagram comes- page at nothing is real. And it's just like the most absurd uh, inventions or toys. <laughs> oh, and it's like, nice. And like yeah. over the thing, he's like, this is not a real toy. Nothing is real. Like all the, I love that. Uh, I'll show you. Yeah. It's pull that up. Fucking out. Cause I think to your point too, Alex, like you were saying is just a lot of it when it comes to the food industry and capitalism, right. Is efficiencies or die, right? Maximize profits, all this. So as much filler and thinner things you can do. But that's where also, I get so confused is because not everything needs to be 10x. Like, well, no, 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 no. Some things can just be finite and ephemeral. Yep. And that's it. Amazing. Yeah, that's why I think like, just because the, this was amazing in Oklahoma doesn't mean that people in Manhattan need to enjoy it on demand. Mm-hmm. Right. But, and whatever but, happens but, but to that, seasonality, but that, right? that is the hunger that capitalism feeds. Yeah. 
and well, so you have like a group of but, people called consumers. But when you're doing a farmers market and you're you're working in mutual co-ops and, and capitalism is a is a is a system within systems, it works just fine. Mm-hmm. But again, when you've captured this like amazing like diners, drive-ins, and dives is a phenomenal example of this. These restaurants would become massively successful and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. then like you get people like food scenes in like LA and New York and Chicago or like these hubs of culture. And then people want them without having to leave Idaho or yeah. Nevada. And it's like, that's kind of what wanderlust is about is like, there's this thing that I don't have here in my backyard, you know, like bringing an emperor, a mango, depending upon where you were in the world used to be like, cause just getting it there was, the honor, not even the taste of it, right? Like, right. Just but but now, for it. reasons that I'm, I, I couldn't even explain to you, mangoes just sit in my grocery store for like All days at a time long, that dude. are like available, and I'm like trash. It's trash oh, food. Okay, like, I, however, but like, I just the way the whole like grocery stores are a miracle, bathed them blood, but a miracle nevertheless. Um, and it's just it's just so weird. I I, I know I'm getting way off track, but I feel it's in the same vein of farming. Like yeah. Americans are addicted to cheap food in a way. I don't think that your average American is ready to fucking handle. Like, and half the shit's not even food there. You're eating where the you're way eating. the like is a lot of a lot of gardeners joke that like, uh, aha, I've spent a hundred dollars in grown a tomato, mm. but that shit's real. It's a real tomato. Yeah, like yeah. it's not bred to see how long but, it can last. But also like, truck. yeah, how hard was that? Now bring that to scale. Now make it marketable. Make it economic. Oh, I love this. Yeah, like he just does like re- weird packaging. And so yeah. this is like this this dolphin. toy that he would have in how, it. Just, how, then they're branded oh. as stupidest animal. Dolphin. Yeah, dolphin. I love Looks that. like fish, <laughs> but is not fish. Terrible mammal. Has, <laughs> has done it all wrong. <laughs> uh, and they like pointed its, like, its tail. It's like, look at this thing. It's so dumb. <laughs> and then there's the uh, the explanation of what nice. this thing is like. All the oh, parts. Is, is uh, dorsal fin's a weird nubbin. Dude, you can uh, have that for a tomato. Hole in head, smug ass grin. Um, And then it just says the product's not real. Nothing's real. I love that. (laughs) Give him a follow. Obvious plant. Mm. Oh, yeah. I I follow obvious plant. Yeah. I don't think... um, So just with the food aspect of farming, like I still enjoy being a producer. Like right now working for a brewery is really fun and tight. We're, We're making it and we're providing it, right? But that's not what I was randomly selected to be here for no for sure and i mean uh the fact that your education is in farming yeah and uh it's fun you know i always make jokes that old man alex is a farmer and there's a part of me that wants to be but not even half as close as everybody listening to this podcast should come farm let's put it that way farming listens yeah straight up no streams and downloads you want to hear a terrifying fact bobby yes terrifying so in America, they say typically, I believe, um, when you look at businesses and the mm-hmm. health of a business, based on median age of your employee, if it's above, I think it's like 35, um, your company's in decline. So if your average age of worker oh. is in their mid-30s, no, you're about to drop. Um, your, your business is in decline. You don't have the youth doing it. So farming in America, the median age of the farmer in America is 65 years old. Holy shit, there's some like 100-year-old farmers out there. Like, Straight up. Rootin' tootin' potato yeah. farming, man. Dude, it, and the problem being yeah. is it's too cheap to get out and it's too expensive to get in. Yep. So for the average person who wants to go farm, 
it's really expensive if you're going with the conventional model of I have to buy this John Deere, I have to buy yeah, this Tyson Chicken House crazy. or whatever. So I can't get in, and then the people who've been doing it for so long can't a Tyson's get Chicken out. House. A Tyson Chicken House, yeah, yeah. Is that like Tyson Chicken? I'm assuming Tyson's Chicken, the food, not it, Mike Tyson's Chicken. Bra- <laughs> Well, so branded th- branded as Tyson's Chicken so, yeah, because of like what a, a real pop-up. thing is is called Tyson's Tyson, Chicken Farm. A Tyson's like house. house is where they like produce. Pop up. Uh, they yeah. pop up in your yard. They provide everything. You yep. deal with the chickens day to day. They and give you a percentage and then you ship it to them. Yep. And so they do Tyson that with a thousand farms producers, and yeah. that produces 10,000 pounds of chicken. Largest Wait, producer of chicken in the country is Tyson for sure. And so the way that they do, their farm model is they get, like Alex was saying, the farmers buy into it, right? These mm-hmm. chickens are grown. It's like in, a franchise for, yeah, they're buying a franchise store. For, but they just throw it on your farm. They put yeah. it on your farm. They provide the infrastructure, but you're indebted to you them for it, yeah. it. And then all the requirements, Tyson dictates how you farm. <clears throat> so then whether it be you have to use these antibiotics or you have to use this or this or this, yeah. they're dictating that for so you're just an indentured servitude of debt yeah. raising shit fucking chickens. We used people, to call you know? those company towns. But then you have to sell them to, ty- to Tyson. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a company town, but like in the Uber model. Yeah. It's like uh, Volkswagen Germany. Like a mining town. Like when you used to work at a mine, like the mining company owned the houses around it, mm-hmm. everything within 50 miles, and they basically gave you Monopoly money. Mm-hmm. And this is just the Uber version of that because it's like, yeah, it's not your entire farming model, so you're not a slave, but like you do kind of owe Tyson a little bit and you do kind of owe Monsanto a little bit and you do kind of owe so-and-so a little bit just so, you, you, just so you can do this much. Mm-hmm. So as small, I mean, I can't imagine because it's just too small fry for them, but small farmers probably really don't have to deal with Monsanto's too much. No, the only reason you run into an issue with them, right? Because what they're doing is with when it comes to... <laughs> they're going after big competition. Oh, no, well, no, no. This no, is really even fucked up. funnier, and it's fucked up. It's really um, fucked up. So a big problem you have with Monsanto is the genetic modification of organisms, you yeah. know, plants, right? So just like cannabis, just like a lot of other things, they trademark that specific strain of plant they're growing. So the big one let's use, for example, is corn, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have a genetically modified corn that Monsanto has a trademark on and their farm is next to your farm, I'm a local farmer and I grow corn. Monsanto's next door, they grow corn as well. When those plants go to pollinate, if my plants as the local farmer happen to get pollinated by Monsanto's pollen, which is trademarked. Which is trademarked, and now I have um, a, a genetic mutation, or I have or a, a Monsanto-owned property. Mm-hmm. Monsanto can now come to my farm, steal the profits, or take the my entire crop because I am using their trademarked product. So that's the only reason you see Monsanto going after small farmers. They're not worried because they're growing crops on commodity scale. For, yeah, I mean for grain and fuel. I'm, so their lawyer bills in the billions. So I mean, how is some are. crazy? Huge lawyer, not been like, well, no, your pollen was trespassing well, like, on my like pollen. I, I just love said that that is right. Uh, like Monsanto oh, you, has you, a lawyer bill in the this. billions. I was going to say unlimited. I'm, I'm sure, pockets, but like, but no, the idea no, they, like, no, they were yeah, trespassing. trespassing. Your pollen is trespassing, and I'm pretty. Mm-hmm. My my plants were sure. now affected by your motherfucking pollen. Yeah, listen, put your pollen on a leash. I love it. And, I think and that there might work. be, and the misconception is, is like, I love that Aaron Brockovich attitude, but like, we're talking <laughs> about like eight hundred farms, mm. not four. So, like, while that story is common, 
800 farms can't fight Monsanto, but Monsanto can spend billions of dollars, which they do, on lawyers to to hammer them into the ground, which is what they do. And if you understand craft beer and what the long tail of craft beer is, that is the long tail of Monsanto. Mm. It's not like, it's not the largest of their volume, but it's this fucking long where they keep small farmers, they keep buying up farms and so what, they, the what, what they normally do is they put a okay. lean on I'll sorry wait. sorry they normally put a lean on your property and they basically force you into a buyout because you can't make profit because every plant on your property they own and so it's how they kind of like do a a, a hostile buyout for a farm it's really fucked up so if i'm that farmer you know you're kind of being forced into an i quit situation Okay. And Time I like plug. the idea of this whole Black Hawk Down thing. Right. Where the right direction here. What's one guy with like a little dirt bike and a five gallon drum or five gallon thing of gasoline and you just go straight down those crops just dripping gasoline just burn and you it. burn it and you drive away. You're just in, and these farms aren't. I don't fucking know Patrick age. Swayze. Is this <laughs> arson a felony? Yeah, but <laughs> these farms aren't. Well, if your entire life is being uprooted oh, I by mean, Monsanto, I'm commit felonies like, for sure. Oh, I'm gonna light their fucking fields on fire, and you're just and how do they? they it's not like they fence their we'll farm. A drop in the cup for them. Yes, and I'm buy a lot of tanks. And I'm, abso- yeah. and I'm <laughs> absolutely <laughs> sure. I'm absolutely certain there has been a dude who's just been like, oh, straight up, yeah, no, straight up, like, no doubt, no doubt. I'm cool. sure it happens. And Absolutely. I'm sure there's even a better way to do it where, like, you don't have to burn it, but you can, like, essentially put something down to it's cl- it's poison the crops. Salt. Just salt a field. Uh, Is that it? Plants can't the, grow the, in salt? Well, that's the colloquial term of, like, salt the earth. Have yeah. you heard that term? Salt of the earth. No, salt. Well, yeah, salt of the earth is a term, but salt the earth is another term meaning like I thought that was good you know, burn it the to the ground the no good that, salt of, of the, the earth, earth yes. yes yes but not applying good. salt but, onto uh, the earth salting the earth is like burn it to the ground yeah. because like nothing will grow if you salt the ground yeah it fucks with a lot of stuff soil microbes so, pH, yeah sodium like, and yeah, it just makes it a barren wasteland you can't grow on. Yeah, but, but then you got to figure out. <laughs> like, you just, you've got you this, till and pretty, you add nutrients and like say it's pretty easy to figure out who did it because like they come back and be like, hey, we see this ten thousand dollar bill of salt that you just bought. <laughs> you're like just clearing the roads. Uh, yeah. First of all, I bought snowing. all that salt on a Visa <laughs> gift card I paid cash for. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's an inside I, joke. I, I got a little pre-show. I got, I got burger salt. Uh, if you try to do some hood rat shit, maybe that's how you do it. That's funny. That's funny. God, dude. Well placed joke. Well placed. But to your point, like talking about the Monsanto thing, like another big thing for me is, um, so I never knew personally. Just getting kind of deep in, like, sure. Um, life's and stuff. So yeah, that's where we're headed. Let's go. I was one. I, I take I, another beer. I was never one of those kids or one of those people who like grew I'm up. Tuckies in there. I, I thinking. Please thank you, my man. Uh, thinking like, oh, I want to be this when I grow up. I want to be a fireman. I want to be an astronaut. Like that never was a thing that was on my mind. But as I grew up and I learned things and just through life, like some one of the biggest things for me is um, like self sufficiencies mm-hmm. and being like. Um, 
independent, right? Oh, like not self-reliant. That's my whole anyone. life's complex. Self-sufficiency to the max is total freedom, right? Until you can provide yourself with house, food, water, you are indebted to somebody else or reliant upon somebody else, right? So even if I'm financially stable in a city, but I have to pay SRP mm-hmm. every month, or I have to pay whomever mm-hmm. it is, I'm not actually free. Maybe financially I have freedoms, but I'm not a free person. And so for me, that's been a driving factor too in my like long-term scheme of retirement and stuff is to be 100% self-sufficient one day that if the power goes out, if shit falls apart, I know I can survive and my next of kin will but be still able pay to property well. taxes. Well, COVID sovereign pro- citizen, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> COVID proved they'll leave us hanging when it matters. God, that exacerbated the issue with food too, man. Like it so, wasn't that we didn't have food. We just, the it, supply exacer- chain sucks. It, it exacerbated a lot of things. Yeah. And I mean, you can point to whatever you can rah, rah, whatever excuse you want. The U.S. government could have acted swiftly, effectively, taking care of its people and flex its muscle because it's the most legit place in the world. But because one person utters the word communism in the halls of Congress, they left us to fucking hang. Yeah. And they took care of themselves. Mm-hmm. So, and um, that is why I also, um, I have a lot longer of, a, I think, a path to get to. But no, you're right. Like... I gotta place in, on the compound in, for you. Uh, listen, I'll, I'll uh, rent it out. Cul-de-sac compound. Yeah, whatever we end up doing, <laughs> let's figure it out. Cul-de-sac. Yeah. Cul-de-sac's yeah. Gonna, yeah. Oh, that's or, good. Maybe, maybe it's a secondary location. I don't know. I'm down with that. However, um, there becomes a point to where, like, yeah, if like there's not bread at the store, there's just not fucking bread at the store, dude. Like, yep. And America's gotten a lot of protection from like the way the rest of the world kind of exists for a long time, but to not acknowledge this as an empire in decline is ignorant at best we can recover we can keep it moving but not with what we're doing Mm -mm. we've spent three years just in culture war bullshit no one's done anything cannabis still federal crime obama year one said he was going to fix that shit nope not gonna do it joe biden joe byron uh, the ghost hand, the ghost whisperer himself, Joe Byron. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, I've, I don't like any of these motherfuckers, and everyone's taking the fun out of all of it. Right? What happened Jeez. to like fun, fucking political figures? In George but, Bush, yeah, dude, hilarious. He was the last. He was the last fun one. Last, you just like joke, and he fun, was dumb. Yeah. And his dumbness, his dumbness wasn't like just. Rage in all directions. Yeah. It was like both sides could be like, "Oh my god, that he's was dumb. Funny. What did he yeah. just do?" The hyperbole made the war crimes go down smooth. No yeah. doubt, he's the funniest war. Yeah. No, no, uh, for sure. And then he became <laughs> like, a, like, "Well, you know, when they say a good door, uh, good spoonful of sugar, you know, <laughs> and it worked, right?" Goddamn, Bob. So up until Joe Biden's talking about French toast, man, with the with the hair on the legs. Like, <laughs> what's going on here? Like, it is. Uh, well, it's the nuttiest time to be alive, and I, it, I actually kind of blame myself. Well, not, I don't blame myself. I blame uh, you the, as the, well. Well, let's blame me. <laughs> I, I kind of have always, like, since I was even young, I was like, I'd like to see collapse. 
Like I've just always mm. kind of whispered for it in the back of my head. So I need maybe it, here I need, we are. I need it to be like ten more years. I need to be a little more financially stable, and yeah. then what does well, that hold mean? I'll get there. I'm getting there. Okay. I'm getting there. And then get a nice little cabin out in the woods, in and then nowhere. have some built up, and use that money to get. Are you trying to be a dude? I'm gonna hunt, and then <laughs> Bobby. My and Bobby then when there's the collapse, I'm going I'll to have, wear your skin, Bobby. No, because I will have Good. guns, I will oh. have land, I will have protection, oh, and I will okay. have uh, just... Who's protecting you? Me oh. and my guns. <laughs> okay. But bam, you, you bam. Can, you can shoot all of them? All of them. There's you. It's just you. You and me with guns versus each other. No. I have guns. Brooke Same has guns. Side. Same Jameson's side. middle name is fucking Ruger. I'm <laughs> tapping you in the knees when you won't even see him. That's, I love to hear how you're like, I gotta stack money, and in my brain I'm like, Bobby... That the currency be will be anything. bottle caps, not fucking money. <laughs> no, no, it'll be I just bullets. Need right now, to get, get the, uh, acquire get money the, to acquire tools. Yeah, yeah, I need to get the place, the tools, the 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 well built, the those kind of things. So, you oh, can, for sure, because right now, if someone's like, "Hey, there's collapse," I'd be like, "I got a Nissan Murano uh, that I'll drive up to the woods and live in that." <laughs> and this like, Ruger 1022 is going to do <laughs> <yeah>. me good. <laughs> I mean, I got a lot of ammo, but like. And yes, I, I'm glad that you agree. I, I that need more stability. Is very important. Yeah, <laughs> I've, Brooke and I have talked about it quite a bit. To have like even just like a little like 800 square foot cabin, dude. Right? You don't Something need much. Tiny underground, it's, obviously. But. And then all it, right, Uncle Ted. It just uh, it's just enough to you know get Plan away. And the Oklahoma yeah. City bombing. Just get oh, away to no. Well, just I'm a, <laughs> honestly, I'm not worrying about like the zombies and like the end of the world and nuclear radiation and all the shit. It's like, no, but it's that would be nice heat. to be like, hey, we can go. You know. Two and a half hours north, drive north. You want to get listen. If we're fighting global radiation, take me. Yeah, um, like well, yeah, I'm Well, no, I, well, I'm literally agreeing with you entirely. Like, if it's more than survival in the woods with a cabin, count me out. Are um, you planning on staying in Arizona? Uh, what do you mean with this farming thing? Like, you eventually said you were going to move somewhere oh, to continue farming. Yeah, yeah. So long. He's term. like not a not a hellscape that's going to be dried up of water in two years. Yeah, no, I love Arizona. I'm born and bred, but no. I love <laughs> um, so I actually have never lived anywhere else in my life. Mm-hmm. I've only lived in Arizona. Um, but yeah, end of next season, we will be becoming snowbirds. So we'll be here in the winters mm-hmm. when you don't want to be in fucking Ohio. Oh, yeah. And then we'll be there so farming. Farm. The farm move here, farm. Back. Go there, farm. Mm-hmm. Move here, farm. Um, no, we'll just vacay here, right? So the nice thing about farming in Ohio, you can technically, there's a lot of ways that you can look at year-round farming. So you can look at how do you farm into winters or late through the season into winter and early out of winter. You can look at maximizing your farming, mm-hmm. but you can do it right with um, nine months on, three months off. So you have a nine-month work season to grow all your shit. And then when it gets cold and gross in Ohio, you go, bye. And then so you, you think in the, in the nine months of farming that you plan on doing... Mm-hmm. It will be enough oh, yeah. money to then just vacation here in the winter and yeah, then go that, back. That's how my entire brewery has been built. Yeah. No, well, actually, then you come bartending. You move back here and bartending well, Yeah, like I can still work if stuff. I want yeah. to out here. That's and true. Luckily, fans. We have, like, I have a house out here that wouldn't, like, I'm not <clears throat> paying rent at. Um, so it would be very, very um, feasible, yeah. Are you okay, squatting? Sure. And, no, yeah, well, kind of. <laughs> no, I told you, I've lived here my whole life. I got I got places that I know about in the woods, okay. Um, Listen. Well, no, it's and one of the things, too, like a big thing for us is um, if something I've researched uh, years ago is um, financial independence and early retirement, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, when you look at retiring, is like, cool, I got to work for a company 
for 40 years investing in my 401k mm-hmm. with a 5% match and all this other shit. But if you learn to live more frugally, you need less money to retire on, right? Yeah. So by living just a more frugal lifestyle in general, coming back here for winter, and you're gonna have super, mountains and mountains of microgreens to live yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. I'll have food for the <laughs> whole winter, <laughs> and then I'll work at Chupacabra. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, that's how you thicken up in the winter is on yeah, the craft beer. On, oh yeah, and craft back beer into and the... cash, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, it's something that um, Arizona is always going to be home for me, right? Like I have a lot of my friends chosen family friends and actual family out here um emily and my mom's side my mom like my sister's up in detroit um other emily side of the family's all in ohio i have cousins not too far tennessee and other places out there so it does make sense to have um them be a part of our lives as we farm out there and we have an opportunity even though i would love to do it eric um, is doing with steadfast out here in Arizona would be really, really cool. Um, it's just the opportunity out there to have a greater effect on mm. large scale agriculture, right? So looking at, um, how do you affect the food systems in a positive manner and how do you, how do you do that with the greatest reach, I guess you would say, and that's going to where farming and agriculture is in the middle of Ohio and the grain belt, wherever you want to go in the Midwest that is farming, I think will have a greater effect on the people around us on what we're doing and how we're growing food. Well, someone has to solve the 30 year problem. 30 and years from now, we'll all be dead. Well, well, it was a 30 year problem like six years ago, but, um, so you'll probably know more of the technicalities on this than I do, but so there's two harvests a year, like cut on our continent. Mm. Or in our country, whatever. Um, we have sixty harvests left. Oh God, yeah. Before things fall apart with the soil, and no one's figured it out. Mm-hmm. And we're actually at like twenty-four harvests now, which is like twelve years or something like that. Or no, no, sorry, no, we're at thirty. So was it thirty years, sixty harvests? It was at thirty years. It's at like. Hold on, 20, there's some shit with the audio going on. All right. It's the red one. Pause it. Pause. That's better. Nope. Oh, are we picking up? Little tiny crackles. You hear it? The listener's like, fuck yeah, I hear it. Not always. And but, uh, we're back. <laughs> yes. And uh, Jake was just asking. I've got <laughs> so many tracks on here. I don't know what's going on. Uh, it's Bobby's first day. You're doing great. Yeah, this the, the, the first time. <laughs> Literally. Uh, um, so we were talking about the, the harvests, and basically mm. about six years ago or whatever, four to six years ago is when I learned about it. And so there is 60 harvests left, 30 years uh, So you're telling the me there's 24 years of growing capacity. In, in, in our topsoil and like what actually exists. And, and, and unless we basically it's posed as this like, hey, here's this problem we've known about for a while. The window is getting smaller and smaller, and I think I have a I have an interesting thought, not a theory, just a thought. Like you're a thought. Ooh, thanks, baby. Um, it's that we're just humankind has always eventually figured out the problem, or at least kicked the can far enough down the road that we've always just kept it moving, mm. and I think that 
we're about to find a choke point on how many problems we can solve at once. Yeah. Given discourse and just the complexity of humanity, right? And so we we have this problem to solve. I don't know that we're going to get there. Um, it's terrible. But we've always humanity's always solved the problem. Like that's it, there's a name for it. There's a theory for it. I forget what it is, but it's that like humanity has always been able to invent itself out of its problems. Right. I would comma that and say we've kicked the can. Yeah, we fixed the ozone layer, nah. but it's still damaged. Yeah, that's a can kick. Like, yeah, we solved whatever, but that's a can kick because, like, yeah, we stopped putting lead in the atmosphere, but, you know, we stopped using mercury. These are just can kicks. They're not problem solvers. And, yeah. And, and the reality is, is that we have this massive food problem. Americans are addicted to cheap food. And when you're going to collide the, the market economy of food and then our inability to make it here at home... And keep in mind that we went out of our way to put Mexico, Argentina, Chile out of business for agriculture in certain lanes where we subsidize farms here in America. Mm. Socialism. Communism. Dude, the farm. Don't even get me started with the farm bailout. All of farming in America is based like in bailouts, just like the banks. It's 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 atrocious and it's gross. And so we basically have about 25 years to figure out what the fuck to do about our food while um, the Afghan harvest two years ago was down 30%. The Ukraine harvest will be down at least 30% this year. Um, and while we're seeing food shortages where we rely elsewhere in the world, and, like, that's why meat at the grocery store costs a fuck ton more right now. And, like, it just – there is a global food network that is atrociously um, – Supply for, and chain. Well – are the two the entire way farming is built i guess in the system we have is counterproductive to how to to what you're doing sustainably Mm -hmm. farm right like and even sustainable doesn't go far enough anymore it has to be regenerative yes so you have to be building soil health and all that kind of stuff because to your point but how do you build a profit while doing that because this is the system this is the system we're trapped in is like if you're not making a profit while doing it then like then we're not doing it. We're, he, we're putting lead in the candy. Right. And I think the way we have to do it is by like um, reductionism, I guess you would say. So okay. a big thing when it comes to regenerative agriculture and actually building soil health, that's number one. Like a good farmer isn't farming good food. A good farmer is farming good soil. Um, okay. You have to realize that the profit margins that you're going to be getting is going to be com- coming from not having to put in so many inputs so I'm not having to buy synthetic fertilizers, pesticides, herbicides, different things like that. I don't have to buy a $500,000, $750,000 John Deere those, tractor. Those mandates you were talking about earlier. Yep, with like, yeah, the farming. And like, just, hey, we gave you this. You're mandated this. You it it, it exists things. in our world, too, with oh, yeah. the sales. Like, you walk into a place, you're like, yeah, I'm going to get a handle here. And they're like, well, actually, every handle's mandated by corporate in Idaho, so fuck yourself. Yep, you're and like, just the what? scale, like... <laughs> Um, but the big thing is is the soil health, and you, uh, this would be, we could talk an entire podcast about soil. And I'm just again through you the will degree. Literally kill Bobby if you do. Dude, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, maybe for you. Yeah, I'm, and I'm honestly, I gotta say, I'm glad there's people that have this interest. Yeah, and it's right? not for everybody. But right? one of the biggest things, just to kind of uh, what do you call it, dog ear the fucking topic, is that when it comes to a lot of these factors of what is going on in the environment. 
it's because we are a part of the environment and not a part from the environment. And I think we lose sight of that a lot when it comes to us just as humans. But sequestering carbon out of the atmosphere to fix the ozone, to fix mm-hmm. climate change and raising temperatures and extreme weather, I think is a better way to describe it than climate change, just extreme weather, um, is sequestering that carbon back into soil and figuring out that the way that we've been doing things for so long when it comes to conventional agriculture is not the way to do it, right? So I've just heard about carbon soil recapture. Dude, it's amazing. It's super interesting science. The best, it's not trees in the rainforest that are going to change the world when it comes to photosynthesizing and taking in carbon. It's algaes and um, grass. So like plains grass and things like that. that That's just, what's it's gonna save the world. It's gonna save it. Yeah, if we do it right, it's pretty much we just need to get all the carbon out of the atmosphere and bring it back into the soil, and then not till that fucking soil again like regular agriculture. There was a there's a cool not till it, not put it back in the earth. So tilling is breaking up. Yeah, um, that, but it's reincorporating nope. what it's exhausting carbon out of the soil back into the air when you till. It's not putting it in. Plants put it in. This is some crazy some ass fucked shit. Up shit. Yeah, no, dude, it took me forever. It took me until I was 32 to realize I am what I eat, Bobby, would okay? be absorbing it, and then when you till it, it's dude, what nope. the nutrients of the plant go back into the earth, and then that's what you grow out of. Plants put it in the ground. When we go through with conventional tractors... Um, now, what about ghosts? Ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do those work? Yeah. <laughs> what about magnets? I was just about to quote the poet Violet J. Yeah. <laughs> how do magnets? No, work? I could talk all day about ag, and I think again that re-solidifies right why I'm making uh, the decision. Yeah, we're not talking about beer. There's a reason yeah. you're leaving. <laughs> uh, it's. I gotta say, it's people like you. I'm glad to fucking quit my industry and go to things they want to do because, yeah, like, I if, talk beer too all day. If someone, oh, well, don't worry. If someone came to me and was like, hey, you want to grow some shit? I'd be like, okay. <laughs> and then I'd just be the old, and dumb then, and potato farmer that's like, like... These aren't mushrooms. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, like, it would just, I'd just be the dumb potato farmer that's like growing shit. And then they're like, yeah, well, how about next year? I'm like, the fuck is next? I'll just grow some more potato and just like keep on going. Right? Like, I'm going to it- give you a potato fact right now. Okay. Okay. All right. So russet potatoes. Nightshade is poison. Hey, good job. Yeah, for sure. Well, tomatoes are nightshades and eggplant are nightshade, so not all Um, nightshade is poison. Nope. If you eat large quantities of the plant. All nightshade is inflammatory to humans, though. Yeah. That's why why tomatoes are like... I feel like he's diminishing... No, so sorry. Sorry. Information on that. You're good. You're good. Uh, And I feel Uh, attacked. You feel attacked. Dartura is a nightshade. That's... um, Gem some weed. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, but potatoes. So, the russet potato, everybody knows it's like that big potato that looks like it's been modified. The, the, steak the French ha- fried potato. The steakhouse potato. Yeah, steakhouse French potato. potato. Yep. Uh, McDonald's buys only russet potatoes because the length, because they want their French fries long, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> those plants have been modified. They all want them long. A the ling longer. Long and salty. Uh, (laughs) so those russet potatoes have been modified to have a gene in them that when they get sprayed with certain pesticides and herbicides it doesn't fuck up the potatoes but it fucks up everything else around those potatoes so when i grow them in a field i can spray this herbicide it drench them yeah and it won't mess with the potato but it'll mess with all other plants and the herbicides just uh as a sidebar because i didn't know if you were gonna get into it it's like suicide for herbs well you can pick a handful of things you can choose herbicides that like have lead and like all sorts of gross shit that go into the earth or like 
all sorts of stuff. Or you can just use regular herbicides and a regular GMO potato, russet potato, and achieve the same effect. But like sometimes, like when like people are like, "Oh, it's organic." It's like, yeah, but you're using a lead based. Yeah, and there's still organic like, pesticides and herbicides are still not necessarily a good thing. Yeah, they're real bad. <laughs> okay, sometimes. So the crazy thing about the potatoes is a so when the crazy. people are spraying and harvesting them, they wear hazmat suits. Oh yeah, it's oh. not good for you. It's toxic. Yeah, but you're putting it on food. Secondly, well, when they be- harvest said potato, they have to off gas in a fucking warehouse for weeks before they can be shipped and sold. Because Wait. of the chemicals that are in the, the potatoes, they the, have to sit in warehouses and off-gas the so chemicals just, that have been sprayed on them. But off-gassing is just sitting and then just like... Just sitting and it just kind of like dissipates mm-hmm. eventually. It burns off. But like again, that's what's like, great about science is we it's like a half-life for, like, uh, for like radiation. Yeah, it's tight. So and it's make, potatoes. Uh, that's potatoes. Okay. You know what's a crazy f- stat I heard? Yes. Uh, I'm going to hit you with two of them. Oh, oh, hey, oh shit. Two um, when you get an apple from the grocery store, it's typically 100 days old. Shit. I okay. don't doubt that, I didn't, dude. I didn't know that. No, no, no. I'm sorry. From harvest. It, no, no. Okay. Sorry. No, I'm mixing them up. Okay. An, an apple can be up to a year old by the time you get it from the grocery store because they're waxed. Okay. Well, that makes a ton and of sense. eggs are standardly 100 days old by the time wow. you get them. Wow. Because we also are and with eggs. Yeah. yeah. Eggs is a mess. You should have. <laughs> should <laughs> Shouldn't pee into the wind. He shouldn't <laughs> fart near bananas. <laughs> what? Why? Because I don't the know. methane gas yeah, probably yeah, ripens like, them. I don't yeah, know. Like, oh, it ripens them oh. too fast. And then, well, it's uh, the same way that, like, with flowers and apples, in um, certain like, there's certain gases, right, that initiate different responses to fruits and plants. So, like, in a lot of flower shops, you aren't allowed to bring in apples. Because they will make the flowers go bad. Well, apples, much like house cats, are an invasive species to America. But just like Bobby, I got two facts. Apples uh, are wonderful. I, I, I had they one. Are. I had one from Jake's, but you give me one. So first is McDonald's is the number one purchaser of apples in the continental U.S. No one buys more apples in America than McDonald's for the Happy Meals. Yeah, I bet they throw Absolutely. the most apples away too. Well, they my, throw my, them into my, Happy Meal. <laughs> Listen, I'm kidding, uh, someone's going to buy them. It's an invasive species. Someone's going to buy them. Secondly, um, I might get schooled here, and this may not be a fact, but I'm going to throw it at you because you were talking about the potato. Throw it at me. Um, I'm to understand onions are harvested once a year. Onions? And we keep them in massive refrigeration units yeah. year-round. And so basically, and red onions are the worst because they... Um, not off gas or whatever. But they they decompose the fastest do, because they have a higher sugar content. Yeah. So like, red onions there, have a higher sugar content than sweet onions. Yeah. So when what? when you're when you're yeah when you're shopping what? when you're when you're shopping for onions, there's a certain time of year where their red onions are bright, they're fresh, they're amazing, and then all year round, you're literally digging through rotting red tomatoes. Sweet onions and white onions are a little better. Wait, tomatoes? No, onions. Sorry, rotting red onions. Okay. Uh, did I say tomatoes? Yeah. I'm yeah. a fucking idiot. Um, yes. So, I was so confused. I was like, I'm yeah, missing no, everything here. R- r- I really okay. want a BLT right now. So <laughs> next time you go to the grocery store, just go to white, sweet, and red onions. I, and I guarantee you 80% oh, no. of red onions, onions will be rotting. Uh, yeah. They always are. They've got black spots. They're always... But there's like a small like 90-day window every year that they're bright, they're big, they're sexy. You oh, can just... kind of fuck this onion right now. Onions kind of like garlic, right? So you harvest them, they have to cure 
So well, like the process garlic, garlic is like a rabbit though. Yeah, but it's store they're they're storing veggies. So yeah, it'd be once a year that you're actually harvesting. I can harvest garlic every sixty days, but like year, can but... I harvest onions more than once a year in the same plot of land? Yeah, usually yeah, for sure. Um to to a point you have to eventually rotate but, but it's different best crops. to kinda because that's just what I understood is that they're stored, but like if that's not the case, like why are red onions so terrible all the time? Because they're always running. Yeah. And then, sorry, I am going to be like Bobby and out on a third fact. Yeah. Banana. What about a banana? Every banana in existence is a clone of the only bananas. Of one banana that we that know. we yeah. haven't killed off because we're fucking stupid. Yeah. No, same <laughs> We've thing. killed every species of banana except one. And basically, every banana tree is a clone, is a clone of itself. Of one banana. And we still have practices so wildly fucking dangerous that one fucking misstep, one dude calling out a shift 48 hours will kill every banana in the fucking world. How? Because they constantly have bacteria and all these things they have to maintain. The banana fields are wild. Yeah, but if you, anybody has a banana, they could plant a seed from a banana. And, right, but they're only harvested a in a handful of places in the world. And I think it's just two. It just, and it just comes back to more so when you run into monoculture, right? So one crop per field. And then when you run into single species of that, you just have you run a greater risk of total fuckery. Because if you come across, say, one genetic mutation of a strain of a bacteria or fungus or anything mm-hmm. like that, it will wipe them out, which is insane. What's wild is, so you're saying that all bananas are like the same fucking banana. The same right? plant. That's why they all uh, taste the same. That's why banana flavor, natural banana flavor, tastes like always banana. tastes the same. Because... It's never different. It's the same banana. They'll cross time. some, and they'll do like different cross. But yeah, but like of apples that. have different uh, flavors, bananas, right? You like, can't because there's only the one banana. Yeah, apples have different genus, right? So like uh, a pink lady versus a Fuji mm-hmm. or uh, whatever. Hit me with some Jake or, while you're at it. Oh uh, no, Granny Gr- Smith. Granny yeah, I was gonna say Granny <laughs> Smith. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the classic red, green. Red lady, yeah. a- or lady oh. apples. Yeah. Let's do some more crab apples. Ooh, there we go. Right. You're um, next. I said three already, but um, fuck. There's another uh, gala, oh, uh, golden gala. Something. God damn it! Uh, those are some of my favorites too. I like the ones that like have the the almost like God, I'm such a fat fuck. The like beef white striations on the red. <laughs> um, you know where it looks I like, like my wa- apple to have stretch. Marks. I like my wagyu to look like, or I like my apple to look like wagyu. wagyu. I'll tell you this: if you uh, if if uh, Honeycrisp oh, ain't your shit. apple. Motherfucker. Eat a dick. You're just Ooh, over here they're just remembering. So Even over yeah, red names. delicious. Yeah, I'll take a gala or a honey crisp. Mm. They're just so crisp. Yeah. So fucking crisp. See, I fucking lean to Granny Smith sour tarts, dude. Granny Smith is the best apple to dehydrate. Ooh, yeah. Dude, you you got that. That's the only apple you really can dehydrate and be good. I Everything else sucks. I grew up You close. can, but if it they're not like, they've got to be so crisp of an apple to dehydrate. Otherwise, it's it, the consistency's kind of trash it gets rubbery yeah. um dude i um i when i grew up there one of my neighbors like two I, houses down had a granny smith tree those right off the thing so you're saying you, okay so we were talking about bananas yes sir uh and it's it's every banana is the same banana every banana is uh, a clone <laughs> of itself yes I, i'm gonna be very stupid about it. every banana is the same banana yeah it's um yeah. but it's you also hit me with the fact that bananas are the most consumed food in the world it's in the world or America, but yes. I could imagine they're up there. Well, when you consider what but bananas go rice. into, but bananas go into more than people consider, right? Like, yeah. 
I mean, not to just oh, like oh, throw banana, it. <laughs> strawberry banana smoothies. Yeah. Banana bread. Yep. Bananas. Bananas. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I can also name things I saw my mom make. Baby. <laughs> Banana puree for baby food. Um, That's true. It is a massively high yeah. potassium. Like, like there is... Uh, Avocados are better. Since, since we're potassium. on bananas. Ugh, um, the avocados there is are like, not meant to be. There is a billions in the billions of uh, pounds of bananas wasted and thrown away and never properly used every year. Because that shit's bananas. They're not the most and, consumed, and I, and I know, I know, Jake knows this because culturally they have to like look and be shaped a certain way. Otherwise, consumers don't buy them. They won't buy them. Yeah. So if they're too straight or too curved, they won't buy them. Even though they're the same fucking banana. You're fucking and in fact, acquire, dude. If you go all the like, my, my favorite thing is. Um, was it Ken Ham, that dude who's always like, you know how God's real because a banana perfectly fits a man's oh hand? My it's gosh. like, right, that's the most genetically modified uh, fruit we eat, actually. Because yeah. original bananas were like the Tiny size of like the size dude. of my cock. And <laughs> for the visual uh, small. Uh, listeners, I made a very small shape. It's like a banana uh, sausage. And then it was full of seeds. Seeds. Yeah. Like mostly seeds. Like 30% seeds. Dude, see. To that topic, that shit gets me excited when it comes to... Uh, <laughs> yeah, gets your dick yeah. hard, doesn't it? No, when it comes to um, selective breeding and crossbreeding oh, plants... This took a turn. Yeah, um, for I'm gonna. Oh, okay. I was like, people. I need to get out of here. Uh, so there's a huge debate, right? Like, people are like, GMOs are bad. And what the fuck is GMO? A genetically modified organism. Which okay. is, so, which is the, the word. And... and what it means is that we're it can actually be chemical or like traditional corn is crossbred in the ground and a GMO. It's, it's, it's get, modified. How do you right? get two corns of fuck? Not oh. you get you modify through crossbreeding. Like that's yeah how, how it works. Every food you eat is you're, a you're, GMO. Yes, I agree because I think crossbreeding. It's like and, being like you're eating chemicals. I know. Right, crossbreeding and selective breeding. I think okay. don't fall under what our common idea of genetically modified food is. So genetic modification is extreme chemicals or physical changes to say the DNA and the structure. Human intervention. Right. Okay. To the plant itself. Yeah. Like beyond just beyond 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 cropping nature, quote unquote. Yeah. So crossbreeding can happen in nature. Sure. Selective breeding is us choosing to keep the plants that look healthy for what traits we want them for. Genetic modification is using science in man to mess with the DNA of these plants. So, like I said, back to those potatoes, we injected a part of a DNA of a bug that was resistant to a certain chemical into the potato. So the potato now grows with that DNA, so it is no longer affected by the chemical. By a bug? Yeah, it's tight. It's terrifying. Yeah, when you find when you find genes, when you find genes, are now X Men. Yeah, so that's actually the perfect way to think about it. Actually, yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah. So I have, if I as the bug have an immunity to X, I can take that gene out of the bug. Sometimes, not always. Not always. You can sometimes isolate the gene. For us, it was it's successful with potatoes and um, BT. I think it is. Um, So. The natural way of doing that is crossbreeding plants and selective breeding, choosing plants that you want for the traits yeah. that they have. But that takes generations, decades to 
hundreds of years, centuries to millennia to do so. people who give a fuck. Yeah, which is give exciting. A fuck. Because people who give a fuck, there's this dude out of Kansas. They're not billionaires. Um, his name is Wes Jackson. He's with the Land Institute. And what they're doing is they're taking our regular grains and commodity crops, so corn, wheat, um, barley, and different plants like that that we grow currently as um, annuals, monocrop annuals. So you're growing them once a year. I grow the corn. When the corn harvest is over, I chop that plant down. I till the soil, and we do it again every single year. They're crossbreeding those sorts of plants with perennial prairie grasses so the big grasses that used to grow across the prairies um, Mm -hmm. when the buffalo would roam and all that shit that are perennials that stay in the ground year over year and they last for two to five years type thing and then they regrow so they're cross breeding those because those basic grasses have a seed head on top of them that through selective breeding and cross breeding you can increase the grain size on that to then become what we know today as corn or wheat or whatever. Yeah. So these dudes are doing awesome things because there's so many benefits of having a plant in the ground for multiple years on end and not having to tilt the soil and all this other stuff that they've developed their own trademark called Kernza, which is their answer to a barley pretty much. Um, so much so that Dogfish Head and Patagonia Provisions just made a Kernza Pilsner where they used really? the base of their beer. Totally different malt. Totally different fucking malt. Whoa. Which is exciting. Gilberto, I would still so, like a case of that, please. When, uh, Sir. Sir. Gilberto. <laughs> Th- this is like brand new stuff. It's the future of food and it's tight to see people putting it in beer. Well, it's it's new old stuff, right? Because yeah. when... So I always feel like the best example of selective crossbreeding and Jake will... Uh, fill in the gaps where I'm wrong um, is the mustard seed. Fuck mustard. Actually, I love mustard. But the mustard seed has given us broccoli. It's yeah, asparagus, cauliflower, Brussels um, sprouts, Brussels sprouts. What the fuck? Do- They're all the a, same plant. A, a dozen vegetables. Yeah, huh? so- selective broccoli cross-breeding. is the same plant as Brussels sprout, which is the same plant as a mustard. So maybe, maybe even so, it's what like what does a mustard plant look like? Well, it's like how a husky is sort of related to a coyote, right? Like sort of like through. Selective mustard, breeding. like mustard seed, looks completely different. So mm-hmm. it's like a it's a, it's a small it's flower a actually. Oh yeah, well, it sprouts it sprouts a small flower, yeah, and then like so nice if you selectively crossbreed that with another thing, you can get that flower to crown and bulk like broccoli, or you can get it to go straight up like asparagus, or you can get it to bulb out like Brussels sprouts. Yep. So you're and you're growing those plants yeah, for different. That's characteristics. the limit of my knowledge. So Brussels sprouts yeah, it's, it's is, all, is not. Uh, connected to like uh, so cabbage at all? No, no. So no, no. Actually, um, a Brussels sprout is part of the Brassicaceae family, brassicas as they call them, which is going to be your broccolis and your mustards and things like that. Oh yeah. So is that this is that's a mustard. Plant. Oh. So what you're doing with this, right? So broccoli, you're growing the mustard plant, but you're harvesting it based upon the top crown that's growing. So as you grow these plants, you see muta- genetic mutations naturally, and you're choosing which traits you want to exaggerate. So with this, to get a broccoli, you're exaggerating this. Yeah. To get a Brussels sprout, you're exaggerating what would be the bud yeah. of the plant itself. Um, I think kale is along the same... I think it's a brassica. Yeah, it's in there. Um, kale, um, you're then harvesting the same I'm, I'm plant. Trying to, I'm trying to find the diagram that I like for it. Uh, um, yeah, it's all the same plant, and that's why they all make you fart. Yeah, yeah, brassica. 
Uh, fucking broccoli's dope. Brussels sprouts are dope. They're all Asparagus, fun. dope. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yellow mustard. Fuck that shit. Yeah, there's like some sort of like <laughs> fuck yellow mustard diagram on how it all works from the seeds, right? But but like, that's just us through selective breeding. Just like with dogs, pulling out what characteristics of that plant we want, which is kind of fucking that's, cool. That is crazy. Yeah. And and uh, un- actually, for a good thing, unlike dogs, we've started genetically just so. CRISPR is that thing where you can like make a tomato taste like a grape. Ooh, CRISPR. Yeah, CRISPR. CRISPR's fucked. CRISPR's yeah, CRISPR's like super genetic mod shit where you can like bad. Yeah. Extract like it's, so. No, no, no. CRISPR's no. bad. Interesting. H- have you ever had a grape that tasted like cotton candy or a yeah, water? Yeah, cotton candy grapes. Yeah, that's CRISPR. That's it's that's genetic CRISPR. modification. Straight up. Really? That's, There's some plants. Well, that's you been can science cross. since like what? But the taste is so the taste is what you want, but like the nutrients are good. So again, it's it's just about like. So again, it's taking a mustard seed and crossbreeding with this and crossbreeding with crossbreeding with this, taking that process and coming down to a more micro genetic level and just moving a few things around. So it's like like while it's growing or in the seed, you can move a few things around and like that. I don't know. Like that's as much playing with God as like making bulldogs exist to me. Like you're forcing a thing that would never have created itself naturally through like but now we're we're, our vision instead of like seeing it in front of us right like you can see a dog you can see a tomato but when you go to a microscope you can see the finite details and you can pull one very specific trait or maybe a, a couple and put it in another and that doesn't like infuse it with evil or anything else it just is something we've learned to do and you enjoy it when you buy a watermelon that tastes like candy or grapes that taste like cotton candy or fuck a banana, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, we've been doing it for a long time and there's a lot of like, do we need to figure out a better fruit to taste like banana? Cause the consistency of bananas are gross. Oh, you don't like the mush. Hate it. you like a firm banana. No. Okay. (laughs) Would you prefer it if it was real hard? (laughs) I want a regular ripened <laughs> banana, but at the real, end of it, I'm like, real sti- it you just want, you want apple consistency so, like, in a banana. Hold on. Yeah, I just don't let, want. Let me ask this: if the, if if the last bite you took just squirted like, <laughs> <laughs> can I have another beer? <laughs> <laughs> so if the banana came at the end, would you God. like it? <laughs> no, I almost <laughs> just did. I hate. Like at the end of a banana, I find so like repulsive. I like sushi. I hate bananas. Oh, I hate bananas. You can just throw the black piece away. You don't. Have I'm to not. Eat tar- it. It's the, not the, that. The, it's the, 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 the anus nub. You don't yeah. have to eat that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm saying, I I now eat a lot of bananas. Like about yeah. a banana a day because it's They're it's delicious. so it's quick, high potassium and easy nutrients and it's food. That's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's food in my belly in the morning because I'm never hungry in the morning, but I yeah. eat something. But uh, I don't really want to fucking... By the time I'm done with the banana, I'm like, this consistency is disgusting. It's appalling. Do you like oatmeal? Uh, no. Oh, I see. Yeah. But oatmeal is a thing that I go... Oh, I, I'm starting... I haven't I haven't done it yet, but I have a big old thing of rolled oats, so I can start Ooh. experimenting with some uh, overnight oats. Fuck it up. Put some uh, chia seeds in that shit. I do like chia seeds. Yep. They get all the um, gelatinous and make it great. Yeah, but they're gritty, which is I like the grittiness. Not oh, you like them gritty? Mm-hmm. Oh, see, so put well, them the in and gelatinous, let them and then like yeah, yeah like soak. but then they're gritty with the gelatinous. Yeah. So I'm Pe- gonna get powdered peanut butter. Fuck it up. 
I was just going to put regular, regular peanut, peanut butter. butter works too. Yeah, but powdered, um, just PB2 is just so expensive compared to regular peanut butter. I was Why get, is that? Because you, you got to dehydrate a work. These fucking cheap ass Energy. They're like, Ugh. oh, we put this, we, we wafted warm air over just this for a while. put it outside in the summer, motherfucker. Yeah, just, like, come on. God, uh, every company that dehydrates anything should be based out of Arizona or Nevada. Yeah, you don't even need the heat. You just have box fans. Just put it outside. Your business is fans. Just put it in a nice little screen door. Put it outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you want a dehydrated pa- uh, pie in the yeah. windowsill that's just Bada like boom. Waft the, the cartoon hand wafting into your yep. nostrils pulling oh, you. Because yeah. um, I want I would be so down to de- I used to dehydrate a lot of shit. Um, but like meats and, and veg- like fruits. Like, I just dehydrate myself. Yeah, it's just I it's just drink just too much beer and then and hang then out outside. Yeah, <laughs> I get you. Uh, no, we like, uh, but I would do. You know, I, I try to do uh, banana chips. Oh, they quite work the you same. Gotta go. Yeah, you gotta go. Banana thin chips and long all fucking day. Yeah, I love do. banana chip. Yeah, I love the flavor of banana. I hate the consistency. Do you like banana? Fuck a banana. Do you like banana runts? Fuck yeah. I fuck with banana runs. Banana runs is the best run. Yeah, that's pretty uh, much the Banana best bread? Run. All about fuck it. Fuck it up. Okay. Uh, all the flavors of banana is outstanding. Put it in a smoothie, phenomenal. Besides the banana itself. Make it, I just, make it the bread at Cache I eat right? it, but I don't Perfect. love it. Oh, dude, those plantain. Yeah. Fu- oh. So, yeah, is plantain a different? Because, I mean, we yeah. both share a, a deep It's like a not different. Oh, see, no, no, there's two what, strains of banana out there. That's what I'm asking. Well, plantains, yeah, they are a little more of a traditional... Non-modified, yeah. that's... It's just for Colombians. Yeah, non-sweet bananas, dude. So, yeah. yeah you I, gotta make them sweet. I guess that would be my follow-up, is, like, so the plantains, like, case you like, different experience for you entirely? I like them. I don't want to... I, I, and I do... Well, you just said fuck a banana day. chip, but, like... No, he I love a banana, banana chip. chip. Oh, okay, He said sorry, fuck I the mush of a banana. Oh, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah. When you're, like, your sixth bite into a banana, you're like... Uh, well, do I you will, bite bananas when you eat them? I will tell you... Um, what, do you suck them? All <laughs> just one bite, just one. dude. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I mostly buy shorter bananas out of envy, but also because of <laughs> <laughs> just make me feel good about yeah. myself. How dare you, sir? Yeah. How dare you? See, um, I always get giant also, bananas. No, no, because you're exactly right. Like I, I love a good firm ripe banana, and I don't mind a mushy one. But like again, either way, either way, firm for me, or not, no, by the end of way, it, it's too much. Four bites is about what I can do. Yeah, and then I. I'm okay, like, because I have a pretty complicated, really insane uh, compost pile in my backyard um, rig. I've just been putting food back there for, like, it is... Com- <laughs> it's just like a trash pit, but... Well, no, <laughs> of food. It's it's just dude, it is it's producing some of the craziest fucking soil because it's just, like, oh, so compact. Gold, like, I've been dude. there six years. Like, I've just been, you know, kind of amateur fucking figuring it out, but, like, just doing it all, like, through the process. And, you know, uh, I do a lot of home cooking, and I just throw everything out there. But I digress. Um, the problem with I'm fine to throw away like the fifth bit of bite of banana because it goes there and problem, just helps the thing. The problem with regular people, regular people's compost is thirty-seven bit limes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't understand carbon to nitrogen yes. ratios. Uh, it is people who drink uh, cocktails. They're putting too many limes in there. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at you, Chuck. People who. <laughs> Dirty Mike, you're killing <laughs> your all compost these. pile. Um, Dirty Mike, your compost pile is just a fruit fly farm. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 too much citrus, too much coffee grounds, too much eggs, eggshells. Oh, because that's that is like daily routine thing. Yeah, I, I make three eggs in the morning, put those three eggs in there. There's a balance. Well, all of a sudden you have 
you know, every week you have 18 eggshells in there and you're barely putting a banana peel in there. Uh, you have, you know, two cups of coffee grounds every single day. That's, it's so like, funny you said that. I, ju- I just was like emptying a, a cup. But the limes is t- the real deal. I, yeah. I was just taking that compost bag out to the compost. I put it in. I was like, man, that's just basically eggshells and coffee grounds. And I was like, oh, yeah, pineapples. <laughs> <laughs> like just the shell of like a ton of citrus. I was like. We're He's good. trying to make his cum taste good for Jack when she gets back. <laughs> Listen, uh, first of all, I always make my cum taste good. <laughs> I was going to say, he was going to hit us with his cum does taste good. Why do you think we just always make pineapple front side now? <laughs> I just figured it's why you guys were always sucking my cock. He's like, bro, if she's down there, I might as well be down there too. Listen, uh, Jacqueline makes oh, great God. decisions. Follow her lead. Like, 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 uh, just sucking your dick and then giving you a mouth kiss immediately after. Listen, who doesn't love the taste of their own work? Uh, <laughs> Jesus. You're trying to get me canceled by my own wife. <laughs> it's called divorced. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, Jacqueline, he's been out called, of town. She's been out of town this whole time. He's just with, licking his fingers afterwards. With, with Jacqueline, God, with Jacqueline it's definitely that? getting canceled hey. in the uh, serial killer sense of the word. <laughs> just to end cap your, just to because uh, she'll actually still be out of town when she hears this. So I love oh, you. nice. What's up? <laughs> Relax yourself. <laughs> yeah, Lost. she's in Indiana. Yeah, <laughs> fuck Indiana. By the way. I mean, straight I up for a, sure. Yeah, the biggest been, psycho I've yeah, ever met is from there. there. Um, but okay. I mean, they I have have, one, the only one good thing came from uh, Indiana is my boy Howie. What's up, dude? Um, hey, uh, everything else can fuck off. Also, Indiana. apologies, Howie. Fuck yourself. Yeah. Nothing good came from Indiana <laughs> <Yeah>. ever. <laughs> Wait, where'd Larry Bird come from? Uh, even if it's from Indiana, not going to change my mind. Yeah, I don't know the guy. Isn't he like a douchebag? I don't know. He probably. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why he's in that. Yeah, fuck <laughs> that. He's tall. You know what? Taller than me? You think you're a tough guy, Larry Bird? You think <laughs> Come get me. Aren't you 85? Yeah, he's probably 100. I fuck him up now. <laughs> yeah. No, he's probably still giving me that reach. <laughs> Dude, doesn't his arm, like, hit Jake right oh, now? Oh, probably, <laughs> yeah. Larry Bird. Dude, that guy had feathers. He could fly. Yeah, dude. No doubt, no doubt. Drain threes. So, um, I, uh, I think that's a proper wind down to finally stop... stop Talking about farming. Oh yeah, we can get out of it now. <laughs> no, 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 we're good. It's just uh, a good natural downturn is fine. Uh, yeah, but you are catch me on the you farm, are leaving the there. beer industry, so yeah. we do want you to talk a little shit while you're here. Okay, yeah. yeah. A I can't believe it took us this long. I do want to say an things. hour listen, thirty minutes. I'm here for I'm, the, yeah. listen. We always knew him. Jake was coming for the title belt when he came in today. <laughs> yeah, Burn, oh, this uh, was going to be a three. This, is my this last was going to be a Rogan secrets. Burn the industry to the ground while you're while you're here. Burn well, I do want to say thank you to both of you guys for helping me with my journey in the beer sales. Um, I appreciate everything. Oh, you're good you people, did. man. Like, if you were shit, I wouldn't have helped. No, I. And, and that's that fact. means a lot. Right? And I, I, I just wanted to say thanks and thanks to everybody else out there who helped me along the way. It wasn't us, though, except so fuck you. you, Jim. <laughs> fuck you, Jim. I don't know, <laughs> yeah. Jim. Oh, I, that'd be funny. Oh, I actually thought I thought of the specific Jim you were talking about. I was like, <clears throat> fuck him. Are you bummed? <laughs> Like the homie accounts where you see all the reps and not to be part of that again. Yeah. I think that's the hardest part I will have. Because I will... Go out of your way. At some point, not be doing beer sales. Gotcha. Right? Like, there will be a point in my life where I can no longer just be pounding pavement anymore. Um, And I'm I'm roughly there now, but I still... There are the homie accounts where it's it's like... It's addicting. I go to... 
and I go, hey, on Wednesdays, I'll be there. To I'm going to be at, you know, yeah, I got to be at that. Bottle Shop 48, right? Like, and there's those accounts where, like, at some point, you're like, I'll have to stop doing that, or it will be different. It, there'll be less, there'll be different people coming in, and less homies, or, and then new homies, and and those are the parts of the job that that part makes me sad. That at some point I'll leave it. It's I agree. It, but it's I don't know, changing of the guard, dude. Like yeah, other people come in as long as they're the right people. Like it's just as we go on sure we but <laughs> okay every graduation in the 2000s <laughs> <laughs> but no i agree i it, it um it makes me sad that i won't be there it's on so days, hard to walk away from like getting like walking you can fuck the weirdest thing about this job and walking away from it for me because i I should have walked away from day-to-day sales a long time ago, but I don't. And anyone who knows me knows that. But, like, walking into Bottle Shop 48 or wherever on a, on a cattle call day and just getting hyped by your peers and everyone excited to see you. And, like, it is some shit out of, like, uh, a movie cutscene or, like, a sitcom where everyone's, like, chest bumping and hugging and high-fiving and everyone that comes in is part of the club. Like, it is... This experience, yes, camaraderie, that is, that's the part that's hard to walk away from, right? Mm -hmm. Is that, like, in what we do specifically in sales, not textiles, not, like, our specific industry, which is kind of why this podcast exists, is that there is this, like, gas up your fucking homies kind of thing. Like, you know, I... I try to transmit as much information as I can to you guys because, like, and, and people that I just, I want to see succeed, man. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to see, like, sure, take that handle. That's more on my distributor than you. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, let's just keep it moving. Like, I don't, like, people who get in the pettiness of it is just so weird to me because, like, there's so much love in this industry. There's so much hype and, like, wanting to see your homies move on. And, like, when people are like, oh, hey, I did this, it's like, like, when fucking McNasty got fucking Thorn. Fuck yeah, dude. Like, every time yep. he shows up and he's doing his job, I'm like, oh, he's fucking... Like, people are like, I don't know. I'm like, that shit's fucking dope. Like, mm-hmm. I, I always want to see that dude fucking win, right? Like, and... Uh, I gotta stop calling him by his name and just only refer to him as McNasty. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm changing it now. Uh, yeah. it's, 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 it's gotta be that. Yeah. Right? But no, I'm, I'm with you on that, to your point. Like, for me, coming into the industry, already being on the other side of the bar for a while... And now stepping on the sales side where going into some of these accounts, like for sure, there's a lot of people who have been not only very welcoming and accommodating like you both, but looking at Nikki and Ennis and Billy and Jess and like so many good people that I've met. And guess what? We're not fucking coworkers. We're not yeah, we're competition. for the same companies or anything like that. But on those speaking, days, their bosses would appreciate if they stepped on your neck. Yeah. And but. <laughs> sitting at the bars, sitting at the accounts with these people, going to lunch being with these Fox, people is it, Chupa, yeah, at fucking bottle, bottle shop. shop. Yeah, yeah, is that's my coworkers, and those are the people that have helped me along the way, and I can't thank them enough. Mm-hmm. But also, yes, I'm gonna miss just shit talking at the bar with them just mm-hmm. to make people laugh. Like I didn't get into beer sales to sell beer. I got into beer sales so I can get free stickers <laughs> and I can talk shit. Like Man, have an expense <laughs> yeah. Well and, and and to that and I feel this is the right time to say it and and I feel a lot of younger people in the industry uh, need to hear it more often. The beer business has always been the people business. Oh it's yeah. about just being friendly and hanging out. Like I get that yep. you you're pressured if if you 
Go out with a brewery that pays you in a really weird, shitty structure. Like, don't become... Don't alter yourself to make those metrics. Yeah. Find a better brewery. Straight up. I think Adam... Straight up. I think Adam put it a good way where when we were hanging out and, like, one of the first days I was talking to them about beer sailing and um, figuring out what's good. I think it was John C. was there who fucking... Thank you so much, John C. and... Just great she's people. So, just recently, she's, she's, she's so fantastic. Yeah. I'm glad she left. Yeah, go, we talked a bit go about it. Go work her own businesses. Dude, you know, passion, man, Amazing. fucking dope. So but happy she for was. Uh, we were talking. I'm like, what makes a good beer rep? Because I know sales, I know beer, but like, what makes a good beer sales rep? And we were going through stuff, and I think it was Adam said something along the lines of like, "We'll buy shitty beer from great people, but yep. we will not buy great beer from shitty people." Absolutely. And I'm like, yep. "Fucking heard, fact. dude." Like, yeah, and that's how. Like, even with Chupa, like. Um, they will buy beer when you sit at the bar. Yep. If you have the best beer and you just send them an email or a phone call, like you ain't fucking getting a handle because that's not how they operate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In some places I'll do that for, and then other places I won't. Like, yeah. And, and, and listen, uh, no no disrespect to Matt Englehorn. Uh, I still consider him one of the best buyers in the city. But um, and that for you do fif- for ten years he's been in my opinion. Tell me when you can catch him. I'd love to know. <laughs> Well, I met he's him. the best buyer. I met you him. You can't even fucking find the guy. Uh, I mean, you just got to go to his place. It's fine. No, I, oh, oh, is that what it is? Oh, is <laughs> that what it is? If if you, you do you want to look at my check-ins? If, Bobby, if you like an introduction, worked, I got you. Bobby, I've only worked in the beer industry, and I've already met him and had a <laughs> fucking conversation in three months, dude. Where are you at? Uh, <laughs> I've probably been to his shop. But he didn't buy any beer from me. Fifteen times? Oh. Wrong Never day. met him. Wrong day. All different days. Gosh. Never met him. Okay. It's not well, like I'm like, every day at Monday at, at, at 12 at o'clock, he's, he's not, not in. there. Well, right, listen, you know? Matt's not near. Listen, you know, if you I want leave, an introduction, just let me know. Yeah, I, got, I think he's one of the best buyers in the city. I just need the motherfucker to be this at his business. Uh, you know, he, before he, I leave, Bobby. His business at his leisure, because yeah. that's where he hangs out. And that's okay, too. Um, but We'll get there together, Bobby. Like to I'm sure the dude's dope. I'm sure he's dope. I love him. I... Can't this, fucking catch him. This isn't <laughs> even about him. <laughs> this is about how I love Matt Inglehorn and consider him one of the best buyers in the city. Comma. And what does his comma, banana taste like? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> comma. Eric and Trent have taken that mantle, which is the entire point of what I was trying to say. Not <laughs> <Knock and> dick. <laughs> Jesus. We really had to work to get there, didn't we? Fucking city Welcome Lopper to every here. conversation I have with you. <laughs> That's absolutely not a fact. only are they Dude, your... every time I walk into Chupa, I am so fucking stoned. I can't remember my fucking name. I'm trying to interact with people I know. Like yesterday, I, I can't imagine the first five minutes I was talking to Bobby. I'm just like, is this is this a seat? <laughs> am I allowed to sit here? <laughs> Sorry, Bobby. <laughs> My name's Alex. I'm, oh. with, I'm with Grand West Brewing. I'm with Twelve Bobby is Canyon. Joking. Oh man. <laughs> Literally, you got into Chupa, and you're like in front of a seat, and you're like, is this your seat? And you're like, no, that guy left. And you're like, all right, cool. And then you sit down, and then another dude walks up to order a beer, and you're like, am I in your seat? And he's like, no. And you're like, oh, I thought you were the guy that here, and the other guy's like, no, that guy left. And you're like, all right, tight. <laughs> I just don't want to be rude. It's whatever. Uh, or at, least, at least I'm not like, I think this is your fucking seat. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess it's... Better, it's not. I don't fucking know. <coughs> is this your special bush? Listen, one of my favorite things to do before I go into Chupa is just get real comfortable. Yeah, yeah. blast it out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good place to be. 
uh, yeah, usually I try to not interact with people immediately <laughs> when I go in there, but it happens occasionally, and then I just feel like a fucking, and not feel like, am acting like an entire freak show. <laughs> I need at least two of But it's always like this, like, I'm just too big that to was be like that. Say, like, when you're that big, it's just like you just take up enough space. Where even if you're like socially aware of where you are, you take up so much space that you're like you like make it a slight adjustment. All of a sudden, you've just shoulder checked an old lady, and you're like, I didn't mean to do this. It's like, kind of like if Chupacabra was a size medium sport blazer, and Alex is fucking Chris Farley. Dude, I'm way too big a- for that to be my regular bar, <laughs> but it is, and here we are. Like, hey, this is my regular hang. Everyone I know, this place isn't big enough for you to so, hang in. <laughs> this place isn't big enough for the I will you say this, of us. <laughs> I will say this. Um, I don't know if you have the plan for this or not, and you've been in the industry a long time. Yeah. But October's not too far away. That's true. And this will be the first year I'm going to Great American Beer Fest. Ooh. Oh, we were just looking at that. We I was just telling you I should, have an opening for you. Mm-hmm. You should do it, and that's plan. So I have a vendor booth, which gave Same. me a bunch of free tickets. Same. October. Uh, well, here's the deal. But uh, the plants won't stop growing themselves. Gonna... So I don't yeah. know if I'll have the ticket, but if you get an extra one. Oh, I will. Okay. For sure. Perfect. Um, I will. When is it? October 6th. It's that weekend. Oh, heard. it's uh, like a it's uh, it's where uh, Denver, Denver, fucking oh, dumb. That's it's not far. But outstanding. Yeah, uh, I love was, Denver, but I've never I've been to Denver once. It was Thursday through Saturday, huh? Truly amazing. I literally talked to I talked to Gilly about this earlier. I was like, once you've been to Denver like five times, it's like Disneyland. You're just like, fuck this place. <laughs> no, I love Denver. It was it was awesome. But oh, Denver's during, awesome. During I sure. would love to do it during Great American. Beer Fest week when it's like hustling and bustling well, with your kin. Right? I don't. Like, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to show in your parade, but I also don't want you to go in with false expectations. Falling Rock is closed. That yeah, was, they were closed when I was there. Oh, yeah, that's a big part of JBF. Like a lot of it's no, like a it, lot listen, of it's not Denver focused anymore. A lot of the craft beer culture is focused in Fort Collins post COVID. Okay, uh, but. No, no. I'm just, it's in Denver, so there's no, so I, many dope I'm industry. not saying you won't have yeah, a good time. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying we're not going to have a great time. I, I just I want to manage expectations. I'm getting at is, even though Falling Rock's not there anymore, uh, the where that scene would have gone there will I mean, now go somewhere I prefer somewhere Star Bar else. anyway, so. They now will go somewhere else. So Star Bar. There will still be all of these other places that we could go. There, that it's gonna be like the highlights. Yeah, it just it sucks because that <coughs> Starbar kind of like forced that place to be craft centric, and now like I went there last year, it's like Mill Avenue, and mm. so that's a little more yeah. disappointing for me. Um, Starbar, Herb, Box, still fuck, um, Breckenridge. Uh, shout yeah, out to noses. Todd Tebow. Todd Tebow, you're always an amazing host. I, uh, I don't give a fuck that Breckenridge sold AB, ABV or wherever the fuck. I never, I never. I never fuck with their brand really much anyways, but like every time I go out to Colorado, I make a point to go to Breckenridge. They've always been great hosts to local breweries <laughs> nice. or, or just craft breweries. So I fuck with them. I just um, want to go to Beerstadt. No, no to, to your point, like there's a lot like True and Beerstadt. There's a lot of great places down there, like both. Fuck you, Tyler. But both great divide locations are great. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Tyler was dope when I went. No, he, I literally, Tyler's awesome, but I he won't come him. on the podcast, so fuck him. Oh, yeah. Why not? Tyler, because Tyler Tyler is uh, a company man. 
Uh, no. He's a company man. He's, not about it. Tyler, Tyler Tanner is Gretchen Wieners. I don't know who Gretchen is, and I don't know why she's Gretchen. Her hair's so yeah, big because it's he's, so full of secrets. Like, oh. Is Gretchen a verb where you're like, reaching for? Yeah, I thought for, you were like, trying to Gretch my wiener. No, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Don't uh, be Gretchen his wiener. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Alex, stop touching his dick. Well, first of all, do not govern my body. That's not your body. It's his yeah. body. And that's it his also penis, seems like it's his are all over it. For two more weeks, it's technically his I think Tyler Tanner would be an amazing guest. Tyler, I, think uh, do good. Tyler I, I also think that much like myself, uh, I although I too, do try to keep myself reserved on this podcast, but I'm also looking to burn everything down. Um, he he could bring some heat. Who, okay, here's the <laughs> he question. He bring some fucking heat. Who has more fire? Tyler? Nikki? Billy? Billy. Billy. Oh. Yeah. She has all the heat. No doubt. Okay. No doubt. I think... Uh, she is one of the best... But I think it goes in the industry. So she said, "Okay." So I think it goes Billy, Nikki, Tyler. Yeah, in that order. And and genuinely, (coughs) Tyler's sunk his teeth in this industry, so he's he's got some secrets. He 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 has straight up impressed me with his ability to like position himself. Like because like like this isn't this is a compliment. Like it's not disrespected. It's just like given where I met him and where he's come. He mm-hmm. has really done well for himself. Anybody who's gotten out of the brass tank, <laughs> my guy, uh, Nikki, <laughs> has has given me some juicy juice, some industry secrets some about some, some people Ooh. in this industry. All right, um, where she's literally said, "I need to tell somebody, and you're the only person." Dang. So don't fucking say shit, and I. Never so, said so anything. Not, so it's not going to happen on the podcast. Not no, no, right okay. not even kind of. Okay. Listen, and, and also respect. Um, but I, there are quite a few people that I've changed how I look, act to them. Mm. Not even looking how I act to them. Yeah. Oh my um, fucking god! Talk to a woman in this industry, and there's that. like three dudes. You'll be like, "Fuck Ooh. you!" Yeah. And, and, and people that are like, "Oh, they were my boy." Yeah. Uh, you're like, no, nope, fuck them. And then all of a sudden, it was like. When I see him, I go hi, and that is it. Mm. Um, yeah, because those and, bitches and come with receipts because so. of that. And oh, bet, yeah, bet. They, they're so not, there's there's some real around. shit with that, and uh, mm-hmm. she told me not to say it. I will never say um, until sure. she says I can, or she says to the burn public, it. burn it down, uh, and yeah. then I will rip a fucking storm down of just letting every person I was in the world say, know once how trash start human beings are. The industry, we just need to have a Burning Man industry podcast. Well, uh, Let's get is, right on into it. Well, Let's uh, get right on into it, Jake. You're leaving this industry. I'm not burning anything uh, down. You're leaving this industry. Who oh, yeah. sucks? Who sucks? On which side well, of the bar? Well, Anything. listen, I mean, g- given one of your previous We've statements, got a few minutes before you I got previously take shared my kids to the park. a terrible oh. co-worker with us. Yes. I didn't know if you wanted to update any shares on that. No. Okay. Fair <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> Listen, I respect that too. I just, I gotta try. I mean, it I hasn't try. probably gotten any better and it yeah. hasn't gotten any shittier. Uh, Sorry, I mean, Bobby. it's gotten uh, uh, like Listen, viewers, I, I, just, I've I kept up with said uh, individual establishment. It's I don't know this person. But I don't know what we're talking about. Well, uh, on Jake's first podcast, yeah, we talked about a horrible coworker. Uh, yeah. He opted to ask if he could talk about a horrible boss, uh, which, which I absolutely knew who he was referring yeah. to. Was it? Uh, well, he's, oh yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. So I just wanted yeah. to see if you want to, to oust that. <laughs> what, what did you just say? We will limit it to that. Yeah, <laughs> we will. Oh, yeah. And I actually don't even know that that's the case, but <laughs> I don't know either. Um, um, 
shitty people in the industry. Well, so I, I mean, I guess you know just who to... fucking sucks. Oh shit, Bobby, is, go off. Um, <laughs> I forget his first name. His last name's like McCloskey. Oh, yeah. Adam. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I love that you're like forgot his first name. I, I actually didn't no, I know love, his last no. name. Adam, I was just giving a shit. Uh, clearly, like we had we had Adam and Kelsey on the podcast. They're wonderful. Uh, oh, first I of all, you uh, meant the other Adam, Adam McCloskey. I think oh, sometimes no, no, I freak uh, Adam and Kelsey out with how much I love them. Like I just, I love they. they like I don't people. know how to like express in a way that's not weird how incredible and fun they are. They're Can just, I get one of those? Absolutely. It is. I don't know what it is. Uh, that's Mystery a that's beer. a. Uh, that is an English brown from Simple Machine. Um, Do you like brown I, ales? Yeah, I fuck around with all multi beers. <laughs> <laughs> I love browns. Yeah, I'm not in the mood for a brown right no, now. No, to be honest with you about burning it down, I'll take a I sip feel of it, like, though. Um, I Actually, feel, yeah, me, you can have me, the first one. Let me hit a sip of that. I feel like I a, haven't been... Let me been, that in my mouth. A, I don't think I've <laughs> been here. One. That's, that's actually good. That's actually a really good brown ale. Listen, uh, I'm sure Marshall wakes <laughs> up for that's actually good every day. That's a uh, that's a good brown ale, um, but also fuck all the softy shit you're leaving. Burn some bridges. Yeah, dude. To be honest with you, like, a what I haven't. Want, what met, do you want to say? Well, I haven't met too many people. Like, so the nice thing about being in my position where I'm at, I can be super scrupulous and selective on the accounts I want to fuck with and the yeah. ones I don't. So, one account that I don't fuck with is Rift, because regardless of the time I put in at your bar, you're not buying. Because I'm not a, a cute girl, probably, or B just sitting there listening to you fucking drone on. So I don't have my beer in there anymore. They used to be in there. I've made tries to go in and engage, and nothing came of it. So I can just kind of be like, well, guess what? Fuck it. I don't want to yeah. be there. If you want my beer, you know where I'm at. Yeah. And that's not trying to be hubris or anything like no. that. But the time I've committed to me trying to build this relationship well, and it not being those. reciprocated monetarily or purchase wise. They were buying beer before you got there. Yeah. Right. And, and then as I started to engage you would and think try to help out more yep, because nope. there's presence. Do it. Not going to do it. So not I've been in this time. a minute and I feel one of my more radical stances that goes against the what you would call the general nature of this industry is like there's what you call hot accounts or whatever rotation nation. You can put whatever title you want on it. I do not fuck with any of it. Mm-mm. Fuck them. If you're a hot bar, uh, tab dragon, chupa, um, fuck, there's a ton of them. I'm going to, I'll shout some more out before we're done. Regardless, but you like don't make the, or break the, my company. Yeah, like nope. those those accounts fuck because they fuck with me and I fuck with them. Right. It's like, mutual fuck. This is the, the fifth largest city to. in the US. This is the last metropolis this country will ever build. I do not need your two barrel a week business. Nope. That like, you can take the three I, cases. I, I will and t- shut I, I will them up your I will ass. bend over backwards for your two barrel a week business if you're fucking rad. Yeah, if you're cool. But if you or just some entitled asshole because you think that like what it just it's, and cool it's, isn't Arthur Fonzarelli. Cool is a mutually a, um, beneficial like, relationship. Uh, and I want to cool make vibe. you mon- like I walk into every account and I'm like I, I immediately look. I'm like, where does my brand fit in here? Like, yeah, I, I want them need? to make money off my brand yep. because that's how I make money, right? Yep. But like, w- there's a a billion and a half jackasses here in between. It's like you know, <laughs> give me this, or give me that, or I'm loyal to this, or I'm loyal to that. And it's like. Cool. Well, like I can literally go focus like a third of this energy somewhere else and some more beer. So like, yeah. fuck yourself. And 
I keep trying to preach this to people in the industry, and I keep trying to like move this message forward because the Justin Evans of the world will not understand how much no one fucking likes dealing with their bullshit until people just stop fucking with them. dealing with their. I'll bullshit. tell you this: a a very standard, we don't sell to them. A very standard mom and pop uh, that people think are some no big deal competition. And you get in there and you lock in a permanent handle for the year, is yeah. and they're and they it's don't like move that five kegs a month. You're and they like, don't no 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 I'm saying and they don't move that much beer, is probably more than I'm this rotating cool account. You. Yep, I'm still cool with you. Oh, and I never so, have to worry about them. And and ever they're dope. I'll, I'll let friendly. you. I grab, I'll, I'll I grab you lunch, lunch once every other month. Yeah, and you go. Hey, you they did a keg every other week, a half barrel every other week. They did so they did twenty four half barrels this year. And I had to grab lunch there six times Dude. after I locked this in, and they were great. Yeah. As opposed to some of these mm-hmm. key rotating graph accounts, you have to deal with kind of a fucking piece of shit. Weekly? So I, 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 Every I, week, and you, sometimes you don't get dick. Yeah, you, can, you can talk whatever talk you want, but like, just recently you and I talked about this, where like an account reached out to you and was like, hey, come support this event mm-hmm. that <laughs> I didn't buy your beer for. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, hey, you've not bought beer for me in a while. And you want me to come show up to someone else's event? Like, and and to your point, we, we don't got to get into the details at the time. Like, yeah, if we're tight, if you buy my shit, like if you're, if, if I consider you a tight buyer, like Paige or I consider Matt or, you know, tr- yeah. uh, uh, Trent and Eric, mm-hmm. like I show up to. Any event that Eric and Trent throw that I can physically show up to, I fucking do. Yeah. Because they're rad dudes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm. they're not my number one account, but they are number one in my fucking heart, right? Yeah. Like, that's how you fuck. And like, I will literally get up and figure out a way to not show up to anything you're doing if it's the other way around, mm-hmm. right? Like, it just, it's so bafflingly frustrating that we continue to foster this culture of like entitled beer buyers like i've been in this shit over 10 years i thought we would have waited them all out but we just keep retraining them by engaging in their bullshit Mm -hmm. and i will preach fuck them like they're becoming bananas they're becoming the same fucking (laughs) thing and everybody every thinks they're different, round. and everybody and they're thinks not. they're fucking different. Nope. If you're opening a new tap room in a building that's you're not fucking same thirty fucking years thing. old, guess what? You're the same fucking thing. No, I I'm gonna do no. Pacific With Northwest beers only <laughs> in the middle of Arizona and one of the most local fucking channels in the state. How you guys doing? But well, they the do local time, beer too. I, yeah, Is it now, raining? Is it now, raining yet? Is now, it raining cash? Now it's doing it. They were originally not going to. Yeah, I've sold and them then there. a week in, they were like, "And we'll go ahead and get local and things around here." I uh, I put a bet in on. People uh, think you're uh, from dude, here, Bobby. You can go back to these podcasts. We you're, talk shit about this all Bobby, day. You're so good at your job. People think you're breweries <laughs> in Arizona. I hope you know that because you represent it so well that people think second chances is somewhere like in like yeah, port site, yeah, like yeah. it's right on the border. Yeah, like, isn't that in Colorado City? Yeah. Is that which Tonopah? Is <laughs> second chance? Oh is it, god, it, is that Levine? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how it was with um, Crash Sixty Four. Oh, Seattle. Fuck when me. they were just local only, I literally walk in. I see James. I'm like, what's up, James? He's like, Oi, my Taya. <laughs> Sounds accurate. Ac- 
Uzbekan accent uh, and <laughs> this non-British guy's accent. Uh, but he, I go in and essentially I'm, I'm pitching him our Oso collab mm. because they're local only. Yeah. I did a collab with a local brewery. He go, hey, I got like three kegs of these. You want one? Hey, where'd you brew it? At my brewery in San Diego. He's like, now nah. I'm like, all right, cool, bye. Bye. He walks away. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's also fucked right? is that he would buy beer from non-Arizona breweries in package and like, he made this weird, He bought like, beer. Yeah, he, he, he makes these weird justifications. Like, I was in Craft 64 recently. Like, that whole fucking... And I've talked shit about this in the past. I talked shit about this yesterday because I was just talking shit about Wicked Rain. Um, if you come into any state, any community, any culture, period, and say, we're only this, cool. Yeah. Have fun. Well, you guys, are, do you guys it, hands it, feel it, different now? Uh, Did no. something change? Mm-mm. I feel like it's just mine then. Something happened with my... Volume and audio is different. No, um, it's like if I was like in it, New York, it, 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 it's and I'm like called coming. <laughs> oh, this is gonna die. <laughs> hey guys, uh, no, no, no. Here, 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 here. Which one do I take away? This one. No, I I bolt these plugged in. No, no. You have my thing. I it plugs them. in right here. Jesus, oh, oh God, it's about God. to happen. No, no, we got it's it. happening. Woo! Hi, I'm a new 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 York bar. I'm going to come into the Bronx and be like, we're a fucking Red Sox only. It's like, that's not how this goes, my friend. Dude, even in Arizona, listen. Fuck your Iowa bars. Fuck your Cubs bars. Count them, eight bars in Arizona that have opened up that are like AZ only. They're either closed or changed their mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I'm not even here to talk shit about people who come from out of state, like but in I, 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 state. Too. Well, and I mean, there's this bar in downtown Chandler. There is this bar in Gilbert <laughs> called Divided Vine that thinks that they are a San Diego tap room, which is totally tight. Um, and you can do that as long as you want, but like so you you're can. again, like the the way regional support shit like we were just talking about some potential hires in your position earlier mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah because there there are some people on the docket because when like big companies shrink the non-home market's the first thing to close up right mm-hmm. and it's like so if you're going to open up a craft bar you're selling at a premium you're in a niche's niche you need to like foster a community especially a local one and you're going to do it from a very like and again like I'm not even like, I love Arizona, right? But, like, just for the point of conversation, like, we have lots of transplants here. If you have a San Diego, a dude who's like, I love West Coast IPAs, and I love San Diego, and there's some bar, like, right next to his house is like, only Arizona, and there's a bar down the road a mile that has at least three San Diego handles on tap. Like, it's, it's not hard to figure out. out, right? Like, yeah. you know, th- there is, like, the consumer's dollar that matters. Not, like, it's... Actually... I didn't mean to, but I subconsciously, I guess, wanted to bring it to this point where I loathe the buyer who's like, yeah, let me sample it. Are you every person that comes into this bar? Is your palate like the defining factor on how this works? Yeah, like if, if, if now it, it matters in the pre- presentation because they're like, hey, like, I just want to check it out. Like. I just want to make sure it's not shit. Like, I get that. Mm-hmm. But where it's like this discerning, like, I'm the gatekeeper of like, it's like, go fuck yourself. Mm. Blue Moon sells more beer in Arizona than any state in the union. So figure that the fuck out. Yeah. Before you think you're fucking anything. Like, it well, just, it's so frustrating because it's like. If I'm a buyer and I'm bringing beer on, 
I want to taste it before I'm paying all this money for it. Sure. But like, is the purpose mm-hmm. to make sure it's not shit or yes. that you like it? Not shit. Okay. Yeah. So Agreed. That, that's the, I, I did that's say the that in process. Say. I, I, yeah. I said like, if it's just to make sure it's not shit, cool. Yeah. But if it's like, and I've encountered plenty of they, people yeah, like they this where they're, they're like, like, I don't like this. And I'm like, cool. I've sold more of that this month yeah. than anything you've sold on tap this week. Like, <laughs> you know, bro, I don't really like the taste of. There's that. not quite like, enough coriander yeah, in this for me. Like, yeah. fuck off. Yeah, no, it's. Ooh, uh, you know, uh, I kind of like it. I cool. It's rated 91 on whiskey advocate, Sean. Yeah, suck my ass. <laughs> my thing to this <clears throat> discussion that you're saying and the idea is you that might just be jaded. Well, I don't have time. Well, I'm for clearly it. burning a lot of things down on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a shit. But I don't have time for that shit, right? Like, you need beer. I have beer. Do you want to support local? Oh, cool. You buy once or whatever. Sweet. I'll taste you something. And then moving forward, you're going to get an email, maybe a pop in real quick, but I'm not going to hang out. I can't just, I can't suck your dick every, to, no, every week. fuck you. I can't do it. Nope. I cannot suck nope. your dick every fucking week. Nope. So, I have a million people's dicks that need to be sucked. I'm trying yeah. to get to everybody. I only got like, three mouths. Like, I'm doing the best so, I can. Here's a... In honor of Jake's uh, super Rogan length episode, I quit. Um, <clears throat> here is uh, I almost got jaded immediately coming into this industry, and um, it's always been in the back of my mind. And it, I, maybe it's helped accelerate my jadism, but like, and, and I'm not sure this because it's a little embarrassing, but I'm gonna do it here. Do it. So when I first transferred out of the industry to where I am now to sales, right? Like when I started with Grand Canyon, I was very much street rep sales, expected to produce yeah yeah yeah. like within a year i scaled whatever like but before that wait you're uh, with i what, was you're with what brewery again <laughs> who fucking knows uh, uh depending upon how much you want to talk shit in someone else's tap room <laughs> yeah i know yeah <laughs> uh you just call me and ask me um however um with grand king at the time like you know i'm, I'm kind of new in it and really trying to figure out like a lot of what goes on and Just trying to timestamp this in case we need to cut it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's timestamp, so go ahead. Nice. Yeah, What's the timestamp on that? Don't guy? worry about it. <laughs> uh, damn it, you've distracted me. You've distracted me almost too much. Go on. Oh fuck. That's that. You want to talk some shit about people. <laughs> you know, let's wrap it up. I gotta go to a park and eat some pizza with my son and try to play some oh, you, oh yeah. I got it and I can do, I can do it quick and I already know my local channel yeah, so so when I first got the 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 beer industry I was I was working in tech I got out I got in beer um I was also kind of like already still kind of sidebarring at a Guanamax like blah 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 Guanamax like right but I was like at the tail end of that legacy right and um so I had kind of assumed that a lot of the relationships relationships I had built in the industry Justin Coop, Mike Del Toro, Nicole Ebony, Stephanie, Mackenzie Graham. You know Stephanie? Yeah, I know Stephanie. I know, I know uh, Stephanie. I don't know if it's the same. That's no, the same girl. She, she's, she's rad. She, okay. she, she's like the only one I don't want to throw under the bus too hard. All right. Um, <laughs> like, we were in the trenches together. Like, if you did anything, and those that have, I have massively backed it and supported it. Mm. So one of my first experiences was like still bartending weekends at Guanamax and being the sales rep for Gu- or Grand Canyon, 
and like kind of talking to the dude uh, who's the buyer at the time and being like, hey man, like, you know, this, you know, da 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 da. And like, you know, what's, what is it going to take? Like, I used to run the craft program here. I kind of started craft beer here. Like, what does it take? And he's like, you give me a month's worth of glassware and I'll put a handle on. And I was right. like, and that, I was like uh, immediately, I was like, Pay to play. Setting down, but also, Queen what's a month? Quo? What's a what's a month's worth of glassware? I only use yeah, one glass max a month. A lot. <laughs> like, is that a case? It's twenty four pints. Oh, that, that's like having Gina bartend at Twelve West for three oh, months. That's Brenna. Or sorry, Brenna. <laughs> Gina's her own separate. Uh, it's Gem. a fuckload. That's a lot. So uh, it, it basically he had equivalent it out to ten cases, and I was God. just like, and I literally like even early days, I was like, I don't think I can. No. Even outside of legality, I'm always yeah. I'm always willing to get creative, creative within the legal system. Of course, fell off the truck. Um, There's a line to push it to. But I was like, I just don't think I can justify getting because uh, he was like, yeah, you get a keg on if it works. We'll we'll, we'll keep pushing it. And I'm like, you ate ten cases for a maybe, I, I, a maybe hard fucking pass. I was yeah. part of. To be fair, you I was know part of the Saved by the Bell class that built this place. What the fuck what? are you talking about? Exactly. Like, um, it needs I'm, to perform. You need to support me, and I'm I will help you. I'm the kind yeah. of guy uh, that would would say, yeah, let's make this deal. And when they don't bring it on, I would save. I would I would hand deliver all those cases of glasses. And then you'd take them right back. I would take them right back, because I would yeah. save the the cases the glass came in in the back of the van and i'd say well if if i'm not locking in a permanent handle i'm going right back in and i'm pulling them sorry every this was on a one. rental program pulling for it. as long as I you have a keg on draft I, I did you this. have the glasses in the yeah i did this bar. i did this for you were yeah no, you're no, literally renting like these that. um and i would have taken every single one back <clears throat> i love that yeah, no. you go, um, call the cost for me stealing product that i own yeah, so then I, when it comes out of TTB and actual liquor laws, when you say, oh. wait, wait, he's saying he's giving him to you? Well, then why is he taking him back? Yeah. Because if I gave him to you, I would be breaking the law, and you would be breaking the law for accepting this. Yep. No, no. I'm just and, bringing um, him back. Yeah, I'm the, taking him back. You, I gave you this much for an event yep. during the keg. And, and while I'm not certain whether that would have had an effect one way or the other, it was just, um, way, it's, it's weird this deep into my all. career. It's just, it's weird to talk about, like, like, Aguanamax is what I'm known for. It's where a lot of my connections come from. It's where I've built a lot of what I do now. But in the early days, they just fucking shunned me and fucking just left me to the wind. And it's not anything I've ever talked about, really. Like, mm. um, they churned into every other fucking retailer the moment I became a supplier, right? It, there was You're no love in the gun. Not the same team. Dude, I'd given a decade to these motherfuckers. And n- no love in the gun at all. Like, it just... And that's what it is, is like... You can you can make whatever to the point like you can make whatever excuse you want to like bend over backwards for these retailers, but they do not give a fuck about you. No, somebody they else don't. is going to come in and fill that spot. Dude, every like, I'm going to miss the industry, but guess what? A couple <laughs> buyers are going to miss me, but there's going to be somebody else who's fucking rad right behind me, mm-hmm. hopefully. Um, and if not, if it's not my brewery, it's going to be somebody else. Yeah, and no, no doubt. The thing is, is I want to cultivate those things, those relationships. Um, but you can only go so far because I could have the best relationship with some buyer at an account. <clears throat> Three months later, they get a new buyer. That person doesn't like me because my hair is so nice. Or, go fuck you. Like whatever it may be. What you happens know, when just, you have a great relationship with a buyer and they're like, yeah, I fuck with anything you don't sell year round. And you're like, 
Well, that doesn't so support then my I brewery. Can't, yeah, I can't like cool. Then just order it, and I won't ever come around. Like yeah. I don't know what you want from me. Like my time is valuable. Mm-hmm. Like I'm wanted. I'm I'm actually wanted places. Like dead he, or alive. If you don't want me here, and I'm doing a favor for you, I promise what, there's I someone what, else that wants me at their place. I think what buyers don't realize is if I was just selling specialty, I could do it by text. Yep. Shit. Yep. Yep. I do. I, I and think about I think do. about how profitable you could be as a self destroyed brewery, where you, it's just call and text, and you go you're running down the list, and you go I sold ten thousand dollars of beer today because I just needed to call a, you know one hundred fifty accounts because one hundred will take something. I want to open a brewery called Limited Releases, and you do nothing but just one off beers. And, oh, oh, and there's wait, a sex room. Wait, in the wait back. I can't get it tomorrow. I, I have to pre-order it. I'm yeah. in. It's limited. It's limited. Like, it's limited. That means I have I to have it. it. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Buy We've my had course. some beers in our motherfucking Buy bellies. Buy uh, I'll and tell you this, that, my for the listener, <laughs> uh, thank you for yeah. listening. No, uh, thank you guys so much. For we've been drinking, and it. we Mostly clearly are jaded, angry people. I just have to pee. Uh, <laughs> <right> now. <laughs> uh, I got to go take my kid to the park. I got to pee. I got to pee, too. Yeah, it's, Local it, shout-outs, Molly. We're at 211 with uh, no Ooh. peas. Nice. I think my old record was 215, so this last... Your, your old record was good. Um, if we would have started earlier, if Alex showed up on time, wow, um, we would have beat it. All yep. right, so we wait, would be how do we end this thing? It's been so long since I've been here. With a local shout-out. Local shout-outs. Shout yeah. Do I go first Fuck. or last? Are you ready? Yeah. You local shout-out. Um, out of Mesa, Steadfast <laughs> Farms. <laughs> hey! Represent. Uh, what's if you want up? good what, local <laughs> produce, let me know. If you want to see your boys' calves sweating in the summer, pulling plants. Are you going to be doing calf pulls? Oh, I'm going to be doing that all. Man. Yeah, all no, right, no. If right. you thought you knew me right now, like, I'm about to drop 30 pounds Dude, just from water weight. competition, man. I'm yeah. so down. Be, yeah. This motherfucker about to look like right. Ned Flanders exactly. and shit. Yeah, with this mustache, these <laughs> like, sexy Ned He's just going to pull off his shirt and he's going to be jacked <laughs> as fuck. Also, if you're looking to buy a oh, little cabin. Oh, my Oh, yeah. You... I got some acreage up in Sholo, dude. We can build some shit. I've been looking. Brooke and I have talked about it. For a minute, like we don't even have to, to buy the land. I got an acre. We can just build, build a cabin on it. on it. Yeah, like yeah. Let's talk about it. Super down. Yeah, yeah. Splitsies. Yeah, yeah. I like it. In, but yeah. Local shout out. Steadfast Farms. Grow some fucking local food. Eat some fucking local food. Put it in your mouth. Yeah, and shout out Twelve West. Thanks for the good years. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, yeah. They, I, they, I, they, I, I love yeah, it. Yeah. I love. You ain't getting fired. No, 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 no. Right? no. You're leaving because you want to. Upper I mean, you are wearing anybody. a twelve shirt. Yeah, so. yeah. It's, I'm still employed right now. <laughs> 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 no, big shout out to Twelve West. Big shout out to Steadfast. Thank you all for. Uh, and shout out to all. Actually, big local shout out to every single beer rep that I've met along the way. Um, all of you have imparted some knowledge on me, which is great. And other of you have imparted knowledge that is examples of what I will never fucking do. So, Except you, you, Anthony so Cocomelo. No. <laughs> I love Anthony. I'm kidding. I love Anthony. He's so great. I just, <laughs> he's selling, he's selling, we've just he's, never talked about him on the podcast. He's selling asshole. Under the bus. <laughs> he's selling asshole now. Oh, I thought he left San, oh, well. he left Santana. Well, he's selling asshole we'll now. And, and thank you, Industry Secrets, for existing. Oh, um, thank you, sir. I have actually, like, I think this is probably the most important oh, Jesus local shout-out I've ever done. So you're going to make me follow you? Ever. Yeah. Right, and uh, off, that little shout-out is... Uh, local shout-out to Desert Eagle for fucking closing. <laughs> oh, 
Oh fuck! Hey, uh, shout I out to Joe say... for not selling me that building first. Uh, he doesn't fuck own it. You. He doesn't own the building. I know, but but uh, yeah, I, I know what's going on over there. Shout so out for you. And listen, I'm, I'm shout out for all the closing. Uh, Careful and now. Uh, you no, well yeah, it's you've had what the the holdup was the counting was fifteen years of fairly successful business of business. Um. At Converse one point, he sort. was selling a shitload of fucking beer to, like, Outbacks and Red Robins and shit. Um, but shout out for closing. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for doing that. Um, and you'll hear some more about that later. Yeah. That's for a different podcast uh, that should have been today. Um, I'll get yeah, right to mine. Good. I'll get right to mine because these guys are doing the worm. Because um, uh, they got to pay. Uh, my local shout out is actually not be related too much. Um I randomly popped into a place uh, right across the street from Bottle Shop 48, shout out, um, called Johnny's Burgers and Hot Dogs. Oh, that Johnny's place Fox, fucks dude. so hard. Yes. I went there last night. I stopped, talked to Bobby about it. I'm going there right now <laughs> to get more burgers. It's so fucking good. I fucking I love, love it. Love like, that. if you love, like, just Americana cheeseburger Salt. fries, like, yeah. Just hot Pickle dog, cuts, like you can't fries, fucking go sauce, wrong. If you've sauce, seen the burger. three of us in person, you know you can take this recommendation. <laughs> um, Johnny's fucks, dude. The double cheeseburger and chili cheese fries it's is good. in my fucking, it's fucking jam so for a good. minute. Like I, oh god, my mouth's already watering. Oh god. So uh, local shout out on that, and uh, good to see you, Bobby. Hey, good to see you too. Thanks, Thanks for listening. listening. Yeah, thank you guys so much. I'll be back. It just maybe a different industry. He's gonna be fucking talking about sunflowers. <laughs> put Bobby to sleep. <laughs> Farming. Teach Bobby like, about. Soil. Listen, you almost put Bobby to sleep for a second time on this podcast Hell with Farming. Yeah. <laughs> 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 on that note, I fucking love you guys. Thank I, you so much. You know much. what? I just needed some beer in me because I just want to hit you with some zingers and some bullshit about like just funny goofs. And then you guys got some real shit about like farms and soils and carbon, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and that ain't me. You know, I just want some goofs. I'm glad and that some you giggles. That I just want to hear you talk about cutting someone on shift. It, that's like that's my that's me. You know, if you want some hood rat shit, come to Bobby. Uh, if you want some soils and carbons and farms and stuff, Jake and Jake's there yeah, for you, welcome. and Alex will. But I mean, shit, like I like food. It's shit, you know, obviously. I'm not, I'm not really that against just like having you on more often. So yeah, no, I'll talk shit all day about everything. Uh, we, I mean, <laughs> yeah. honestly, I wouldn't mind having you on. And so then real also quick, having throw a someone under the bus, real quick, oh, like us three with a guest real, would be pretty quick, fucking throw cool. Under the bus before you yeah. leave. Yeah, do that oh, under the bus. Yeah, just real quick, just uh, just talk some shit. Uh, Real fast. Oh, dude, you gotta have someone. I don't like. You I'm hit rift. I like that. Yeah, I'm just the uh, guy it, was, who, it was like a nice under the bus. I just don't. Um, uh, uh, I feel so put on the spot <laughs> to throw somebody under the bus. I was putting you on the spot. Um, so it makes sense. I love Tops liquor, but could you guys just fucking check your dates sometimes? That's <laughs> for sure. Ben, ben Listen, and, uh, I once called Greg Eccles a cunt. Uh, in public. No, so. they're great people. I, and they want to support everything. Maybe, maybe I'll tell you this. Ben, ben and Kirsten, I do like him. Uh, but Ben called me when I was maybe. training my my rep in North County. And he's like, yeah, dude, we're just going to stop working with the distributor. It sucks for you. Like, I'm calling you and not another brewery in their entire book. Oh. But they suck. 
And I was like, that was very nice of them to call me and say, like, hey, we're no longer with a distributor. Not because of you. We want to keep buying your beer, but your distributor sucks. Blah, 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 blah. And, like, in my mind, I call my distributor. I'm like, listen, guys, fuck you for not being able to handle this shit. Uh, and See, like, well, my whole experience with that account was, was like, hey, I'm going to get you fired. And I was like, I don't think you understand how my coded. job works. Everything was, there's so much coded beer there. No, and to be honest, though, like that's part just of my res- back that's your... part of my responsibility as the seller to not sell you beer. If you move listen, which hold on, yeah, hold on, real quick. So that's not much shit talk, Ben. Kirsten, you guys are doing great. They're dope. They're I'm very, literally very adding nice. a question to every interview I give to anyone who works in the city. How often do you call tops? Because if you call it ever, you're wrong. They'll call me. No, I mean, listen. When you're oh, new, when, when you're new, it's excusable. But like this month. No, no, no. Beer code's there. You yeah. call on them never. If you get your beer in there, that's it. That's how it works. Mm. Um, let me ask both of you this question. Yes. Do you think that any effort you've ever given in Tops or Taste of Tops or any fucking Greg Eccles jerk-off concept went back when he used to own Sun Devil or whatever the fuck has ever yielded more money than you personally spent or wasted your time doing? Yes, because I have I have a nice clause in my distributor contract of my beer codes. My distributor pays for it. Nice. I have yes. a nice clause in my distributor contract that is I don't, don't have, have a distributor. A distributor. <laughs> so my, my distro pays for any any coded beer, okay. uh, whether it's in the warehouse or in the market. So when Bobby um, needs to hit numbers for the month, it's another account that'll it it's another account tops. that'll take a case of beer. Yep. So I, every time I know I have a limited release, they're an auto See, pickup, I, I and actually, it doesn't cost me a penny. I do business entirely the different way. Like, I 100% pay uh, coded by back. 100% on me. If, it, if that was how my contractors wrote, I well, probably wouldn't say no, no. them. No, no. I wrote my contract like that. I yeah. literally altered it to be like, hey, listen, um, I'm going to buy back every case that codes. Every single one. Oh, you're a dummy. Which, Let your distributor pay nope. for it. Well, check, the, the well, check this out. That's 12 West. Check we just the, don't well, let our Also, code. check this out. I can say, uh, I want 80, and they can say, I want 30, and I'm like, cool. I buy back. I'll buy back 50, take 80, and I can sell what I know I can sell. So that works for me better. Mm. And again, I just work differently. We got to wrap this up because you still have to show me how to finish this, and I got to take my kid to the park. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Let me show you how to finish. Unzip them jeans. Thank you guys so much. (laughs) Another episode of Industry C. Yeah, dude, if you want to get in on these. I'll fuck with them, dude. I'm in. Yeah, I can be in. We're going to record some intros and outros with you. Yeah, right. gift of gab, dude. Intros and outros, no. Yeah. Yeah. Let's all do right. this. All right. Have a great day. Love uh, you. I love you all. Thanks for listening. Cheers. And goodbye. <laughs>